right, guys, welcome to... Are, is the video rolling? Yes. All right, guys, welcome to the Cleveland Moto Podcast, episode number 293. No, 393. Um, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? Holy shit. So what the fuck? Sleep, Sleepy's there. out of control. Did somebody, you shake that up? Somebody must have... No, I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. <laughs> that thing, that Brooklyn Brewery just went super effervescent on him. It went, Holy it went, crap. It went Putin. It did. <laughs> oh, man, that thing is just every goddamn where. Holy hell. So um, you guys are going to notice that today's podcast is a small, small. We are intimate. Um, well, we, we went shooting, so we lost a few. We did lose a few. <laughs> right. When Cleveland Moto goes shooting, uh, we might come back a little light. Uh, so to my immediate... Uh, are you sleepy? Yeah. To, oh, fuck. Jesus right, I'll get Christ. that later. <laughs> to my immediate left... Steve Sleepy. Sleeve Steve Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Cinch. Yeah. Are you Okay. I'm all right. Do no. you want to go wash up? <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> Are you sure? That beer got me. It, and, and not only you, it got everything. <laughs> it it flanked me on both sides. There was no chance of getting away oh, from this thing. Dude. That that looked like a joke. The way that thing went off was like a bomb. <laughs> yeah, that got gotcha. you. Literally pulled it out. It's been sitting there for a week in right. the refrigerator. Yeah. I pulled it out and gently set it on the table. Okay. All right. So I have no idea what caused that. Yeah. No, it's just it. Fermundle. It, it's extra fermented. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't do anything, Jen. And so, okay, so that's to my left is Dan Kropke. And to his left, Johnny McElfresh. There you go. Excellent. That's our, so it's a nice tight quad. Well, the I happy was gonna, sewer guy. I was going to try to slam something in there. We right. got to make you the happy sewer guy. Because <laughs> you're always in a good mood. He's always in a good mood. It's absolutely true. Uh, the big thing, or the thing to think that we should talk about sure. is on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. We decided to do our annual shoot nanny, our annual trap and skeet festival. Mm-hmm. And it, and I, this year, um, I almost, I was this close. I was a blonde one, as they say, from calling off the event when I saw the price of a box of shells. Not cheap. Right. And historically speaking, you know, my life. The average price of a box of number six or number seven shot, bird shot, low brass, just for blowing clay birds out of the sky, has always been about five bucks. Oh, yeah. And you could buy five bucks a box, unless you were willing to buy large, large, large quantities from places like Sportsman's Guide or Cheaper Than Dirt or something. Five bucks a box was considered to be the industry standard. I can assure you, my friends, those days are gone. Were they 20 or 25 round boxes? They were 25 round boxes. See, that's right. what, like that's yeah. what I was saying was it wasn't like you could buy the hundred round box. Yep. It was about 36 to $40. Yeah. So that's coming. I mean, right. at $40, that's 10 bucks a box. 10 bucks a box. Yeah. So, and I didn't see any hundred round boxes for anything under 40 bucks. And so that's kind of where, that's where I was seeing it. You know, that's where I was seeing the dollars coming in. And then just the standalone boxes of just, you know, cheap Winchesters were 10 bucks or 1096 a box or whatever. About 40 cents a round. It's about that. Yeah. Like you could just call it 40 cents a round. And so that's every time you go pull, it's 40 cents. Now I heard some of our folks here were spending at least a dollar and 25 to service a bird. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Uncle, I see what you're saying. I think yeah. Uncle Augie was spending. Some. We were all spending a few bucks. And uh, some of these birds got triple serviced. Oh, yeah. Some of these birds got quadruple serviced. Yeah. Some of these birds got deca serviced. 
some of these birds might get serviced again. Well, that's <laughs> what, man. Yeah, every year, well, every last right. few years that I've come with you guys, right? Um, we always come back with more birds than we left with. That's a factual statement. Yeah. Right. That and is an absolutely factual statement. That was helped. So we all have, I believe, John, what, yours is like a 1943 self-launch. I mean, it's an older self-launcher, like. Oh, that one was, yeah. So the one was I got at the, at the Conneaut house was there at the house. I don't know how old that is, but it's, yeah, old. it's a, it's a cocket and, and, and let it go. But it and it works. Well. It works yeah. great. But I, I'm saying, so like we have like older gear, a lot of the, some of the guns were older. The clays were from 1979. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Ain't that the truth. So we're out there doing that. And then we had the people show up with the robo bird thrower with the AR-15 shotgun, multi-round, exuberant uh, firing machinery. Yeah. And so then when everybody was gone, we were looking. That's where we found about 8,000 birds, because I don't think they hit anything. Their, their, auto, their auto flinger was just like, Yeah, and when you're, I mean, this is, so just an introduction to the people who do not listen or do not know guns, right? So for people who are listening to this that are not gun-friendly, the reason... You know, trap and skeet is this thing. It's a sport that's been around for over 900 years, and that's great. But the the real, what I think the real funny thing is, the place where we're going from Oscar's house to the trap range, mm-hmm. the, you know, and then let's just call it what it is. It's a trap field. Yeah. Okay? It's just what it is. And it's just a big open field, and the Ohio Department of Natural Resources keeps it nice and tidy and clean and all that good shit. And they do a damn fine job. So... Going out there, you bring your own trap. Now, trap is a device that throws clay pigeons, and clay pigeons are very simply little clay discs that are made of clay and uh, red paint, orange paint, or white paint on them, so you can see them far away. And the basic idea is that you have a device, and you load the, you cock the device, you reach down, and this is back-breaking labor. You cock the fucking thing, you put a bird, maybe two if you're lucky, on the thing, and then somebody else pull, and the guy who's running the trap pulls the string or pulls the rope or steps on the thing, and the bird flies out at 60, 70 miles an hour, and you, everybody has fun shooting it. Now, what did we, we had 12 people, I think. So I, I think our roster was about 12 of us. Mm-hmm. And thanks to some of us, we had about 24 shotguns. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody showed up empty-handed. Oscar. Oscar, right. Oscar showed up with nothing. And, right? you know, everybody's um, gun handling was impeccable. Everybody was totally safe that I saw. You're absolutely right. I mean, you're totally right. That, everybody did a great, great job. There was no stressful moments about, like, somebody with a, a round in the chamber turning around going, hey, guys, what's going on? And, you know, and, like, we all have to throw ourselves on the ground kind of thing. And as, and as much firing that went on, yeah. nobody, like, hogged the scenario. Nope. Like people took turns, even the guys that weren't like super pals with us, whatever, but everybody mm-hmm. kind of just rolled with it and like rotated and it was, it was a nice afternoon. Well, the good thing about it is, I mean, you're shooting. I mean, after like you shoot about 10 rounds and seven, you're kind of done. Two or three, you're like, oh yeah, I need a little breather here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, and, up. and what about your daughter, man? Well, yeah, first, first pull. What did she do? Bang. bang. Yeah. yeah. Right off the tick, the man. I'm like, oh, first yeah. bird out. She yeah. smoked it pretty good for he was a while. doing then really I, good then later on like i don't know what happened to her there but she did end on a good she one. lost her mojo but yeah i was impressed well, we though. cranked up the spring on that one so it was kind oh of yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i You're think right. she would i was uh, should have turned it down you know next yeah. time we go i would like to 
see if we can get a little more more crossing action on mm -hmm. some of them. Mm -hmm. The um, it, it, you got to be careful that because you know get people farther away from the group and right. you swing the shotgun over there. That can be. We have three traps altogether. I mean, yep. so I could have brought another one of the stompers, and those ones actually have a lot. They go up and down. You can send them do turf burners right across the ground, high, low, left, right. They they they're better at directing where you want to throw a bird. We gotta exactly. get we gotta get one of those. Uh, <laughs> what do you call them? The uh, frisbee golfers to come out. Oh, Especially those dudes yeah. could really like put them in the right spots. Like, whoosh, whoosh. well, what we did, I don't think what we did enough was the hand thrower is right. really kind of a good. Yeah, bet. yeah. You could do some fun stuff just with that hand thrower. I see. Last time I enjoyed that a lot, but this time I enjoyed shooting more, so I didn't do as much that. Was, so, do you know why we didn't do a whole lot of hand throwing? The hand thrower didn't work. Merritt, Merritt, Merritt decided she was going to have some fun with the hand thrower, right? And so she loaded it up and she started pitching birds. And I think her third bird in, she spattered uh, Dan. It wasn't oh. that close, but it was close. <laughs> it. I thought it went through your head. Oh, oh! I mean, did. it looked like it was. I thought that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I didn't see that. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. I thought it hit you. And she apologized at the end of the day, and I'm but just it, like, what? But it didn't hit what, you. What happened? You're saying it didn't hit you? No. Oh no! It looked like it. It looked like it deflected like off your head, but it was the closest thing. It was the closest chance in our group anybody had of getting hurt in yeah. shooting thousands of rounds of ammunition. That was the closest that it looked like anybody was going to get hurt. Yeah, that was good. It yep. was a good time. Yep. So, um, so do you guys, you guys see what's up on the screen right now? Not yeah, too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, so the idea was part of shooting, you know, clay birds is that there's the group of people that are enjoying the shooting of the birds. And then there's people that kind of in a weird, sick way, enjoy the operating of the trap. Yeah. And it is kind of fun to take a break and throw some birds. Like it's good. It is. Yeah. Well, that, that step to launch one is kind of fun to launch. With. Yeah. You can do that yourself. You know, you, you really can. can. Uh, you can pick up a bird, yeah. slap it on it. It's, yep. It cocks with no pressure. Right. So, so then it has a, a pan, yeah. a pedal that you have to step on that. Yeah simultaneously cocks the spring and then down at the, then it trips it at the bottom of your stroke. It's a genius device. And, you know, I found that the, if I, for anybody interested, I think it's called a trius one step. Tri mm -hmm. And I was able to like get it to, um, if I hit it just right, it would fling the bird and come back and recock itself. Yeah. And yes. I wouldn't even have to bend down. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, the trius one step is a genius invention. When those were, they had them at Dick's and mm -hmm. ended up buying four of them all together. Like one, Two, my dad's like, I got him one, and then he oh, really? another one, and then we ended up buying them for the gun club, for Augie, for me. So that's why. So we have those. Yeah, and those are those items are brand new, uh, one hundred and fifty nine bucks, right? So I was that, getting them for, uh, back in the, when I got those; they were ninety dollars. Exactly, yeah. right? Kind and of that, a lot of money to spend, but it, well worth. It. After you after you use one once, you're like, oh yeah, that was. This is the way to go. And it really yeah, after is. you go to a pay range once, it yeah. really looks like a good deal. Yeah. And I got a video of a lot of this. I'm a, I finally gonna have some time tomorrow. I'm gonna edit the little I'm gonna actually have a moto stories going up of us hey. shooting and doing stuff. Also, for anybody that uh, thinks that, hey, I wanna go trap shooting, I have to drive my car. Mm hmm You don't have to. No, you don't. You can bring camera gear, a gun, shots, lunch, a few beers, yep. a table. Chairs. I love that you brought a table. Tools. That is so cool. And everything else, if you have an adventure bike. <laughs> right. Yeah, you showed up. You were 
not just loaded for bear. No, it worked. But loaded for a day shooting. Yeah. It was amazing. And the so you brought, so we're going to talk a little bit about, because this this motorcycle podcast sure. is turned into a sportsman's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we are now sponsored by Cabela's. Yeah. Uh, as far as any, no, we're not sponsored by Cabela's, no. Uh, but but it is a funny thing for that that idea of that person who wants to think, oh, I think I might like to go try to do that. Yeah. I brought a Remington 870 Wingmaster, which is a pump-operated shotgun, sure and it's a tactical shotgun. It holds a whole bunch of shells and you know eight shots, and uh, it has a relatively short barrel. Mm. And with that, you when you pull the trigger, all the BBs come out of the gun in a very fine mist, <laughs> and they come out in a very very hot spray. They 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 spread out real fast. So in that one, if you get on the bird very quickly, you are rewarded by boom, smoke the bird. Yep. But you got to get on real quick. And then my other, my gun that I actually shoot trap with is a Remington 1187, and that's a semi-automatic gas-operated shotgun. And so you can load three rounds into that, or, you know, more if you take the plug out, but you can load three rounds into that. And the idea behind that is you don't have to pump it to cycle it. It's gas-operated. So when you pull the trigger, it bang, and then bang, bang. You can fire three, three shots in less than a third of a second. Mm-hmm. No problem. But it's a, I have a barrel on it with a very tight choke. And so I had, I have several chokes for it, but I decided it'd be fun to use the very tight choke, the full choke, because my favorite part of this group and shooting trap with this particular group of people is that when the bird launches and that hand operated trap, we got that thing tuned up. Yeah. So it was throwing them long and flat. And I mean, they were going out there. They were going well over 50 yards away and they would just would fly on the wind. We had a little bit of a tailwind behind us. Yeah, sure did. And they were just these picture-perfect trap launches. And so I was really enjoying kind of just having my, my shotgun there and then standing next to a firing line, and then just the bird flies out. And if the bird gets bang, 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 and it's not dead, then I would just wait and then spank. Yeah, and you then were to clean up, man. You clean. I love batting cleanup, and it's easier on the shells, so you don't go through as many shells. Well, and the shells are like, oh, I got away with it. Oh, damn. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's and it's really, and I just enjoy that so much. I had more fun on Sunday yeah. than I've had in a really, really long time. And my total investment, which is funny because you're not joking when we say we bring home more birds than we left with, oh, yeah. because we do a thing. When I was a kid growing up, we didn't have any money. So when we would go shoot clays, before we would go shoot clays, we would walk the range. And so we'd walk the range and we'd bring in hundreds of clays. And I'm not kidding. When, when we left my house, I had 500 clays in the back of my van. When we went home, I had 560 clays in the back of my van. Yeah, there was when me and Oscar, when we went to the, the right side of the field where all those people had the electronic well, they places. had an electronic thrower. Yeah, and a woman and that a couldn't semi-automatic hit AK forty-seven that fired twelve gauge rounds. Right. Yeah. With I mean, and, and I mean, it could have been a dude. It doesn't matter, but she happened to be a woman. I wasn't trying to say women can't shoot, but just in no, this no, case, no. Right. it was a woman, it, and yep. she sucked. And so all the birds were there. Well, so me and Oscar in, can't. I, in her uh, in her defense, right. it looked to me like it was her first time shooting. It could and, be. It could have been. And the device. She was using yeah, the is seven inch designed to hold ten to twelve or thirteen rounds, right? And to go off as fast as you can pull the trigger, right? And so I would see a bird go up, and I would hear that thing 
just cycle. Bam, 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 bam. And then I see the bird land. Yeah. Right. And you're like, whoa, like that was straight up. That one experience was four dollars. Yeah, yep. there was yeah. there was no aiming going on there whatsoever. No, no and it's a and it's a it's a street sweeper style gun. It's designed for close in combat, getting a lot of shot down range real quick. And you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world to sight anyway. It's not built to do that. It's built for keeping people's heads down, and right. it's not built for you know, engaging, uh, uh, engaging a four inch disc at 50 right. meters. Right? And you know, what's uh, funny that the, the birds are pretty fragile. Yes, they are. So like I had a stack that was like a foot and a half over my head and starting down at my groin region. When you were hunting, yeah, when we were bringing Oscar them in back. at the end of the thing. So then John's daughter came over to help us she and she's so trying to carry them. Yeah. And, tra- and just like, yeah, like <laughs> but it was funny because it like, you really, yeah, I've never seen that happen in real life. It was like ah. it was like one of those things in a restaurant, a movie. It was like the South Tower coming down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, I I think we were. I sh- I shouldn't say we because I wasn't, but it looked to me like some people were picking up too many nicked ones. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those are never going to launch again. I'm pretty picky about the birds I pick yeah, up. No, you know, they were a lot of them were brand fucking new, yeah. like just perfect. Oh, they were. <laughs> a lot of that stuff looked like it was fresh. Um what it what's really funny is so I have been shooting trap and skeet since I was a little kid. I grew up shooting trap and skeet from the the days of the lowly 410 into the 20 gauges and then into 12 gauge and automatics and stuff like that. And I've was a double A registered skeet shooter. I've been on teams and I loved it. And even when we were poor, I made my own shotgun shells, you know, and that's how we did it. That's how we could do that hobby, not being wealthy people. So for me going out there is a really, really big thing. And I have resisted the urge to have 17 shotguns. I have <laughs> two shotguns, one shotgun for tactical purposes, you know, a going to war shotgun. And then I have a shotgun that I use for trap and skeet. My, trap, my, 11, my Remington 1187 is not a very expensive shotgun by any standards. Uh, it's a work, it's a working class shotgun. And I have two barrels for it, so I can use it for trap and for skeet. And I love it dearly, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's what I'm going to look into is getting a shorter barrel things. for my yeah. thing so I can have so, it for home protection. And now I will. Now we're going to talk <laughs> about, because again, it wouldn't be a motorcycle podcast if we didn't fucking nerd out on gear. Yeah, right. So your shotgun. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your shotgun, if you don't mind. No. Well, I mean, I've had a bunch of different guns, but I've never owned a shotgun. Okay. And so I got sick of using you. I didn't want to rely on other people this time. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I have this $100 gift card. Plus, you got the homestead out there. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got the gun, which you could probably use, you know, whatever. Right. So um, for my birthday this year, I don't know. I forgot who got it for me. Somebody got me a $100 gift certificate to uh, Rural King. Okay. All right. And I'm sure they thought I was going to use it for home improvement and all the uh-huh. things that you're supposed to do with a house. But uh, <laughs> I joined the mailing list for Rural R- RKG. RK Rural, Guns. RK Guns. RK Guns. Yeah. yeah. And so you get all these things. So they, they sent me a thing which, you know, they had a Savage. It's a Savage. <laughs> savage. A Savage. Savage. <laughs> so the thing, about the, the thing about Savage, you know, Savage has been around forever. And uh, Savage and another shotgun, another company that's been around forever is called Stevens. Right. And like, uh, you know, Stevens has built guns forever. I had a, I had a kid's Stevens 22, right? A little break open and stuff. But what I think is really funny is that, um, that Savage and Stevens have teamed up now. Yeah. And, and they are going to corner the low end market 
Well, yeah. Right? And they really are. And uh, it's very funny. So you had bought that gun. Mm-hmm. Did you buy it the day before? Two days before. Two days before, right? So yeah, well, two I, had, days I mean, before. it was the only time I was, I was, <laughs> I was working from home and I took yeah. a long lunch. <laughs> <laughs> which i mean I, I it was fine i had yeah. the hours so no big deal but um you know i went there and i looked and like they had uh i was looking at a mossberg and it was about 100 bucks more and i really didn't want to spend that much because i just don't shoot that much and there was a couple other ones and then this girl who the only way i can describe is she knows what the fuck she's talking about okay yeah. well, the, she, the woman at oberlin yeah oh yeah yeah she knows what's up i like, love talking yeah, yeah. So she was like, "Listen, dude, if you only go four or five times a year, you want to throw some, you want to throw some shot in your backyard or something like that. This is the ticket, and it's on okay. sale and it's good." And she goes, "I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Um, if you're, you know, skeet shooting, it's fairly accurate, all right. this stuff." So I said, "Fine, that's all I need." And so with the hundred dollar gift certificate and then the ammo and everything, I think I was all in for two fifty five or something like that, two sixty. Nice. And uh, and the case was nine bucks. <laughs> so you know a case that you're able to put on your motorcycle and ride well that's over. the best thing too is you think about it, it's a lock-in case yeah so you can you can make anybody happy who cares yeah well it, i did have a bolt i had a, a lock through the bolt yeah too. so i mean like you right. know, there was no firing it on the you know jumping off the bike and firing it yeah but so, um but i shot what 100 and 125 rounds the yeah. whole day and never had an issue no it, it it ran all day and it ran beautifully mm-hmm. on various different ammunition and it just never and it was a goddamn good shooting shotgun. Yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. I got home, no. I cleaned it, I oiled it, did all the things. John told me to put a little oil in the sexy part, so I did that. <laughs> it was good. It's neither regions. It's yeah. the nether regions. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, that's the thing about it is you do not need to spend a lot of money because that's a $200 shotgun. Yeah, and it, I mean, it yeah. did what it's supposed to do. Yep. And I think, I want to look it up and see, but that's what I wanted to, because John mentioned that. I was like, no shit, because first of all, I had no idea how easy it was to put a fucking barrel on a shotgun. It's about two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So Cause they're I, designed to do that. Yeah. That's what I figured out. <laughs> I could have got a smaller case. I didn't, <laughs> you know, Oh, that's like, right. Cause you cause can, they handed you can, me the gun, right? And I'm like, okay, so I'm right. sizing it up and I buy the case. Then they bring the box out and it's only this big. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, it. one of my, <laughs> one of my soft sided, uh, range bags, like yeah. one of my soft sided range bags is designed to hold my shotgun and both of its barrels, the long trap barrel and the short yeah. skeet barrel, yeah. but not mounted to the gun. Right. Don't you have an old soft guitar case? Yeah. Well, that's what I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly what I, right. Perfect. Well, that's what, if I'm going to fly with it, you put it in the guitar case. In the guitar case. <laughs> very classy. Yeah, but, uh, very but classy. But I'm hoping that they have a small or shorter barrel mm-hmm. too, and I can just slap it on there for home defense kind of thing. Right. So the gun that I'm using is a Remington Ladies 87, 1187 Sportster. And if you just buy one barrel with it, you're going to get that thing for about 770 bucks. That's a nice gun. So $770. It's not that expensive. Like there was not one part of my gun that was grown. (laughs) (laughs) So Phil, uh, pull up my gun. Yeah, we're going to pull up your gun. I brought another uh, brand new shotgun, but I bought it like a year and a half ago. I had never fired it. And this is your Mossberg? 930? 930, right? With the special Ducks Unlimited package. Right. Right. And uh, so he got, so Dan brought out this thing. And I got to say, well, you couldn't see it. Yeah. First of all, the gun is invisible to, yeah. declare, to clarify, <laughs> right? To clarify, it is the duck hunting gun. It is the duck gun of any duck gun I have ever fucking owned. Uh, or ever, ever just a picture of leaves. I don't just understand. a picture of leaves. This is what happens when Dan drops his gun. We all have to spend a year trying to find it. Right. Um, this thing is amazing. And I don't particularly like 
the gas opera. I don't like the action. I don't like the way the action works on a Mossberg. I, I grew up with Remington, so I'm used to the Remington gas operation. So like the mechanics of holding the, the breech open and, and releasing the, the to release the, the bolt. It's just a little different for me to use the Mossberg. But I think I shot your gun before you did, because as soon as I saw it on the table, I was like, I have to no, try I, that. No, I fired the first round. Oh, you did? No, you I fired, fired one. Yeah. I think, three rounds through it. I tell you, I saw that thing sitting there, and I've, I've become a fanboy for Mossbergs, which I never was before. And I saw that thing sitting there, and I was like, oh, it's a gas-operated Mossberg. This is either going to be the greatest gun ever or the worst gun ever. And I couldn't miss. I love your gun. I love that thing. Yeah, I was I was almost the same way. And you had a modified choke in it or improved, yeah, an improved choke improved in it? Cylinder. Yeah, improved cylinder bore. Um, and that choke is just, that's a little thing that you insert at the end of the barrel that decides how tight or loose your pattern is, how much, where the shot hangs together for a long time or the shot sprays out really wide. Mm-hmm. So if you're hitting things close in, you want the widest pattern of shot possible. But if you want to reach out and touch someone, you have a more of a choke, closer to a fuller choke. And an open choke would just be letting the shot spray out as much as it can right now, and then getting all the way to a full choke, which is keeping that shot pattern together as tight and as long as possible, delivering as much high high velocity BBs to the target as possible. Right. And uh, in these shotgun shells, there are hundreds of BBs, and depending on what size the shot is, so when somebody says buckshot, you've heard that term before. Well, buckshot is the type of shotgun shell that one would use while hunting deer because there are nine, I think it's six 32 caliber BBs in there. It all depends. Right. Up to 10. Well, there's, yeah. And there's nine, and then that's buckshot. Then there's double ot buck, which is a smaller BB still. They go down to like a 25 caliber BB, like a quarter of an inch or so. And then triple ot buck and then quadruple ot buck and you go out. And then after number four, then you're getting into birdshot. But the beauty of the shotgun is the... Versatile. The versatility of yep. ammunition. I mean, you can run. There's so many crazy rounds for yes. a shotgun. You can go crazy. Like the, they the, have dragon's breath rounds, which shoot fire. Yeah, there's ball entire YouTube channels just based on things you can shoot I mean, out I, of a shotgun. Oh, yeah. And they have like bolo where it's two large size balls yeah. with a piece of cable in between them. So oh, when they shit. go down range, they, you know. Capitate. I always like the elephant so, slugs, the big. What, what does it yeah. say the MSRP is on mine? I, I, you know, let's find I out. I think it's. Under five hundred. Oh, if if that gun is under five hundred, it for is sure. the best deal in the world. I mean, it's really, really good. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm just kind of scanning through the article real quick so I can kind of see what that price point is. But I was fucking so impressed with both. It fit me like it was built for me. It, like I don't think I could custom build a shotgun that felt me felt as nice, and it just generally just fit my. You know, fit my body it, real good. It actually comes with like five shims. You can shim the stock and make it longer. Yeah. Eight, what, so the original MSRP was said to be $844, which they say is, um, you know, the MSRP, but it, it is saying that you can buy the gun anywhere for under 700 bucks. So I, I don't remember, know what... Maybe it was. Yeah, I don't know what you paid for it. I don't care what you paid for it. That motherfucker is brilliant. I paid about... Um, I mean, I, I found it for 40 bucks less than the cheapest price anyone was selling it for. Mm-hmm. And that was buying it through a Ducks Unlimited auction. Very good. Yeah. It's a super great, I mean, it's a super great shotgun. I totally I, dig the living hell out of it. Yeah, go ahead. So I got in my box, there's a thing that's about an, not even an eighth, maybe a sixteenth of an inch thick a yeah. piece of metal that looks like that. That might be a choke tool. Yeah, it's probably yep. a choke tool. Is that what it is? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. It goes in the end of the barrel, and there's two little notches in the choke, and you can use it to take the choke out. Oh, okay. That makes sense, because I couldn't figure out what the hell else Some it was. chokes actually protrude from the end of the barrel, and right. then you can use it. You know, you don't have uh, to have anything yep. that reaches inside. Yeah. Okay. Exactly right. The uh, When you... You know, if you're buying a shotgun and, you know, you're using, it's a field gun or a gun for trap and skeet, it's going to have various chokes that you can put in it. And, you know, that's going to give you, you know, a lot of different options as far as what you're going to hunt with it or how you're going to hunt with it. Um, that would be, I don't know, Sleepy, does that look familiar to you? I mean, it's cl- it's yeah. it's something like that. That's kind that. of the idea yeah. what it is. But anywho, okay, so what else did you, Dan, was that the only shotgun that you brought? That Mossberg 930? I also 930? brought my old Mossberg um uh, 500. 500. Pump. I actually bought the new one because I thought the old one had a problem with the firing pin. Yep. Bought the new one, decided to clean up the old one to sell it, and uh, I found out that I had reassembled it wrong. I, I didn't <laughs> tighten it down properly, so the barrel wasn't close enough to the bolt. Yeah. Uh, so now I've, I have two working shotguns. Very nice. Fantastic. And so that was cool. And, um, now, of all the guns that were there, because we had a ridiculous spray of guns, we had Benelli's, we had all kinds of stuff. We we had some exotic shit. Which Dan, which shotgun did you like the best? I of, definitely like the nine thirty. I, I do mean, too. It shoots just like the Model five hundred pump did, mm-hmm. and but there's no pumping. Right, <laughs> there's no pumping and there's no recoil because yeah. it's gas operated. Right. I didn't shoot it this year, but la- whenever the last time we went, I shot your three or three the auto one. Yeah, my my, my eleven eighty seven. That was nice. Yeah, and I I love that gun. I've I always loved. I didn't think those. it had much of a recoil. It doesn't. Yeah, you you could shoot it offhand. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, there's almost no felt Speaking recoil. Speaking of that, that yeah. Who was the fucking Dick Tracy, Captain Morgan, fucking cool guy, trick shooter guy over here at the end of the Mecklefresh? I know. Jesus I got it Christ, on fucking film too. Never ever ever underestimate Mecklefresh. Never for anything. I had a bad day. Yeah, whatever, yeah, motherfucker. I, I missed yeah, yeah, you yeah. were Jesus. You were one Christ. handing this motherfucker one handed, uh, what, six in a row, maybe? Six, maybe seven? Was, it was obscene. It was impressive. Yeah. I mean, uh, and were you using the Mossberg 500 for that? No. Or you uh, using gas operated? What I brought was my, Mos, my uh, Mossberg 500 Persuader. Yeah. That's seven in the tube, one in the chamber with a 20 inch barrel. Right. That's great. You just got to, like, you shoot instantly. As soon as the bird goes, just pull the trigger. You, just, almost, you almost can't. Yes. The second you can see the bird, you are just already pulling the trigger. Point the gun towards the bird and it's going to hit it. As yes, long as you pull absolutely. it quick. That, yeah. That's the strategy yeah. That. Because the pattern is as big as a fucking barn door. And then uh, I had bought Piper, that uh, Mossberg 500 Super Bantam. Yep. So that's a 20 gauge. 20 gauge. Yep. So it's a little smaller for her. Yep. And, uh, you know, still managed to leave a real nice bruise on her arm. And there has been, historically, there have been a lot of people that shit all over Mossbergs uh, because of their inexpensive. They're, they're very inexpensive. But keep in mind, our military used the Mossberg, a version of the Mossberg 500 called the 590A1. Our military used that for ages. Like, that was the gun for our military. Right. And it's... I have another 500 at home, and I mean, I used... I've shot hundreds of rounds through yep. all these guns and yep. never had any problem. No problem. Whatsoever. You know, I yeah. did I did forget to mention though. I didn't even get I have a beretta, my auto loading beretta in exactly. the in the bag and yep. never even took it out. Never took it out. But <laughs> I really liked uh Augie's. When I was one handing those, that was with Augie's eight seventy. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, that's I, I don't know what well. was about it, but it's very light. I mean, yeah. like you, you know, but also but yeah. Um yeah one, yeah. one of the things that made my, my choice of weapon amazing. Was that uh, for two hundred dollars, you get a fiber optic 
professional sighting device. Which, yeah. Which and the, yeah. on the box, I was like, ooh, I didn't ooh. see that. What is that? Yeah. Ended up, it was a little see-through piece of weed whipper I was going to joke. It's about, what is it, about a quarter inch of weed whacker, yeah. weed whacker screen? Yeah, <laughs> string? Yeah, it's exactly. But it is, it is uh, see-through yellow. So right. Translucent yellow, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not Trigicon. It's not going to like, there's no radi- radium no, involved. When I was or, at the right, store, yeah, when yeah. they brought the box out, right? I'm yeah. digging through the box and I'm like, hey, I think you're missing something. And they're like, what? I'm like, it says here it's got a fiber optic scoping of location yeah. device. <laughs> and guy looks in the box, he goes, oh, that's right up here. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, it's, it's taped to the inside <laughs> of the box. <laughs> here well, you go. I thought the, uh, the bead on mine, I like on that new 930. Yeah. It's like that bright, glowing orange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it yeah. was one of the better, uh, easier to sight beads that I've seen too. And again, when we're talking about your Mossberg 500s, those are going to be between 300 and $500. That's all you're going to spend. I bought them all used. The one yep. was 100 bucks. That yeah. one, both of those guns together were like 200 bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's the well, point is like getting into this or trying to do this as a little bit of a hobby for fun if you buy a trap for a hundred bucks or you just buy a, if you have a friend that's willing to throw birds for you with a hand trap, yeah. you buy a box of birds for 10 bucks. That's, you know, 90 birds. And then you've got a box of shells for 10 bucks Four boxes of shells. You're out 40 bucks. If you're, if you're going out and you're spending a hundred long per day to do this, you're having a great time. Yeah. I mean, you're really, really having a great time. I've, I could spend, I could spend more money on five cocktails. Well, let me put it this way. The, all of us there, so both other groups of people that came had much more high-ender stuff sure. than we did. Yeah. And they were in and out way quicker, and they hit a lot less shit. Yeah, that is true. Now, that's and that's a good that's a good way to look at it. You're kind of cheating when you have two or three people shooting at one. <laughs> no, I get it, but they also didn't hit anything. Like, they'd be like, do, 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 nothing. Yeah. And that's, I mean. Some of us mostly just shot our own birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to toot my own horn, too. John. <laughs> we are going to tell you, I have known you for a long time, and I will say this every single time. I have never in my life, and this is a long life, I have never shot with anybody who is goddamn fucking natural as you are at instinct shooting, just throwing a gun up and hitting the target. Um, you're a better shot than I am every time. Every single time we go out, you are guaranteed to be a better shot than I am. And I've always considered myself to be pretty fucking handy. And you will always impress me. Like, it fucking blows me away. And I'll be like, and he I'll pull no off some cool shit. He's like talking. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah. And I was working on the... <laughs> everything's dead. The, and then, uh, <laughs> everything's dead. <laughs> I will say this, that you guys are missing... A, are maybe handicapping yourselves. Yeah. You think you are helping yourself, but you might be handicapping yourself. And this is my thing that I, I like to go at the gun down. I never yep. shoulder. I don't hold it up to my shoulder. I know. I don't that. even hold it up high. I hold it down at my hip. Mm-hmm. As if I was hunting. Yep. And what I think is important just with a pistol was with the shotgun is a good punch out. Right. So when you see the bird going, you punch the gun out at that bird, you're almost on target. You are throwing the shell you, at the bird. You poke the gun at the bird. Right. Yeah. Now, that doesn't work on a crossing and shot. I, and if you watch when I was shooting one-handed, yeah. it was like holding it with one hand and then just yeah. punch yeah. it out at the bird yeah. and get it. Pull the trigger at your extension. Yep. It's yeah. so fun to watch John shoot just about anything because anytime we go shooting in 
invariably we are competitive. John and I will start to fuck with each other as the gate as the day goes on. And as soon as one of us is shooting, the other one will sneak up behind him and start challenging him. Uh, that's going to happen every single time. And I just, it is a joyful experience to shoot with somebody who's that good. And to also be, you know, to experience having a friend that you can go shoot birds with and or go shoot pistol or whatever we're doing. Because I'm always game. I know, me too. That's it. Yeah. Um, our automatic electric powered trap should arrive here next week. Oh, yeah? Because I bought one. <laughs> yeah, I spent the money. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I might have to consult the podcast patrons about that or not. I'm not sure. We're going to have to see. I haven't I haven't looked at the bank account in a little while. It, bigger it, motor, more power. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that price, yeah. if that was the price, I mean, we yeah. could all throw in 20 bucks. I, I've gotten to the point where after watching Merritt and Steve and Oscar, Oscar pulled a thousand birds. Yes, yeah. he did. Oscar loaded and pulled is so if John and I went home and our left shoulder was sausage, yeah, Oscar's entire back, his lats and everything have got to be sausage because Oscar loaded the old school one. Yeah. You have to cock it. So yes, you, you do. Yeah, you're, you're that surprised me how hard you have to pull back. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, well, you know, the, it, it breaks at a certain point, but right yeah. before it does, you got to really yep. kind of cock it. You know, back. if, yeah, you, if yeah. you're throwing those manual ones all day too, your arm is going to be sore. Absolutely, because a couple of years ago we right. threw yeah. so many birds. I mean, the fact that we did. I think <laughs> the, le- the when we went out. A couple of years ago, we only had one mechanical trap and everything else was hand thrown. Yep. And so at the end of the day, Hoffert was really good at sending the birds. Dan was really good at sending the birds. And I know at the end of it, you guys all had rheumatoid, like rheumatoid oh, yeah. arthritis. No, my arm was killing oh, me last fuck, time. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. But I think, I, think, I think we had some higher, longer throws last time. There were definitely some long distance throws. Again, I'm very excited to see what's going to arrive in a box here this week. Yeah. Because I'm very, I mean, I have no shortage of. Last part's going to be. I have. We have no shortage of twelve. Can we get Smedley's for me? We have no shortage of twelve volt batteries. You send one towards Smedley's, and all of a sudden, oops. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and no, no more towards Smedley's. No, no, no. We have, we have several. I mean, we know where the range is. It costs nothing to go there. Oh, we can also uh, use my you know, backyard. I, I'm not sure. Right. We also can use Steve's backyard. I'm not sure that's true because there are signs there now that yeah. say permit required right at the parking lot. Yeah. And after oh. I got home, I was looking it up. You're, we're, every person who's shooting right. is supposed to have a $5 permit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. But now also, we know for next time. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I've been shooting there for 20 some years. Yeah. I mean, it we used to go there every It, it mo- didn't used to be required. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Every yeah. every Thanksgiving that was what we did. I went with Absolutely. my brother-in-law. That's a good idea. On we Thanksgiving? Went, we went and we cleaned out the woods for any last stocked pheasant that might yeah. be there. I think I'm the only <laughs> one who ever got one. And then, you know, basically took the dogs for a walk. Right. <laughs> and then, okay, well, we didn't ever get to fire anything in anger. So we right. then we'd go over to the skeet range, and that's where we'd actually get to shoot our guns. Right. And so we'd spend a few hours there shooting. Yeah, that's a good idea. That sounds And fun. he had, that at the time, both of his brothers were around. And those guys all shot, you know, AA trap and stuff. And and that's, you know, they introduced me to the reloads and hot loads and stuff where right. like, oh, well, load your shoulders up. Um, I'm not Here, gonna... put a really hot load in the, the lightest single shot Stephen's sing- oh, <laughs> shotgun nice. you can and see what happens. Terrible um, idea. As so of today, I was, oh, I was looking into that permit requirement, though, because yeah. I, I was like, okay, what's the penalty what's, if you don't have if it? If you fuck up. I looked and looked and looked on the Ohio Revised Code site. 
I don't think they put a penalty on it. They just get a say, rule that you have to have it, but there's no penalty. I think that's what it is. And yeah. I think it literally is at the pistol range and the rifle range around the corner, there are people there. Right, to make sure you pick. And there's a range master. There's a range master every single day. Where we were, there, I don't think there's been a range master there since the day they put up the sign. I've never seen right? any 20 years, I've right. never seen Right, that's exactly anybody. right. It's a completely 100%. Everybody cleans up after themselves. Yeah. Just a, and that's perfect. It's well, a you know, the next right. time, maybe just a couple of us get oh, I, permits. If and, we're supposed to, I have no problem getting Yeah, it's five I, bucks. I, I mean, I, I spent five bucks on never leaves the plant. I want to keep that filled. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, there's also that idea is if, if, if Mrs. Sleepy is okay with us going back there. He's got the perfect backyard for trap and skeet yep. because we could set the traps up in front of the pond, throw the birds over the pond, and then shoot into the woods. Yep. Because and, and I did an I wonder if the uh, clay birds would be bad for the fish in the pond. Though. No, no, they're no, no. I you're going to send them out and over, out oh, and over. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is so like I did it. I just did an aerial because I was like, you know what? Yeah. I've never done a fucking area of this property. I don't even know what the hell's around me. You know? <laughs> that so, field back behind you goes there's on. For no it goes thing, on. man. You could shoot high powered rifles and not hit anything over there, man. There is nothing back there. So uh, yeah, it works out. Yeah, those go a long ways. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's got to be a mile of nothing. No, there's, there's no. a mile of ninety three million trees. Right. And then, and then um, the likelihood of a, a 308 Winchester finding its way through those 93 million trees and hurting right. somebody is nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's your what's your uh, address? Two two three four six. Yeah. So <laughs> I've done this before. Yeah, I've done I've done this before. I didn't want to ask you the whole thing. I know the rest of it. I just well, want to make sure to that. Ask yourself: Do you want your field to look like that field? Well, no, but that's that field looks great. It goes in but the woods. It's and not going to get that. used that much. It's not going to be at that level. There's 93 yeah. million wads in that field. There's 93 million broken clay birds, and the grass looks great. I yeah, love that I mean, grass. Bird, like broken that. Broken clays are not what would bother no. me. Right. right. It's, it's the it's the it's, wads. It's fifty years of lead shot being sprayed over that. That's well, yeah. I mean, too, I don't right. think we're going to be but, doing it every right. Tuesday. Uh, but right. I, and I just would if I lived out there, I wouldn't want to have well water. No, <laughs> you know, like being right beside <laughs> right, that right beside it. Um, here's the layout for that. Yeah. Here's Sleepy's layout. So if you look at the extreme far right hand of your screen, uh, you'll see Sleepy's house, and uh, then you'll see Sleepy's pond where the little cursor is right there. And then behind Sleepy's Pond is nothing. Is nothing. And even if I zoom out to the point where I look over here and I'm like, okay, let's go, let's zoom all the way out. Let's go to, oh, I don't know. Three miles. That's that's a couple of three, couple of three miles right yeah. there. I think you're safe. Yeah. Plus, there's also a hojillion of trees and a field, you know, a a, a, a producing cornfield. Right. In between you and the next house. And the, the forest, forest, whatever you want to call it, the trees in between there. Right. Um, that's also a poison ivy farm. Is the, it? The, nobody, <laughs> there's nobody in there. So well, like it's, you know what? We forgot, though, the star of the skeet shooting day yeah. was actually Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. With the one BB kill. The one BB kill. Yeah. This is absolutely true. He hit with the 10 pump BB gun. Yeah. He managed to take a bird down. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Which I is insane. It. I shot it. But yeah. he hit it first. I, right. I saw him hit yeah. it. Yeah. Knocked a piece out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the craziest thing in the world that anybody could hit a clay bird with a BB out of a BB gun. Again, that's hilarious and shocking. Yeah. Or it could have just been a cracked bird. 
Well, there's a. <laughs> no, I'm John. He watched I, it. I saw it too. It looked like he. We had a witness. Absolutely did. But yeah, that is the idea. So if we did want to, if if it was possible to do that, there is no reason in the world why not a single bird would land in that pond. Well, ultimately, one or two are. I mean, just because you get squibs. And well, stuff, but okay, but, how about right, this? But it's not going to hurt anything. We how know that there's Wait, already pine trees trigger, stuff in that pond. How do you trigger the electric one you got? With a button. But does that have to be attached to it or no, is it like Wi-Fi no. or something? Well, I mean, it's, hey, man, they sell 400-foot-long extension cords. Well, I'm just right. saying, so at that yeah. point, you could the probably. Ones the ones at the pay range just have a wire. To they it. do. It's like well, I'm just saying, like, if you're really worried about it, you can put it on the other side. We could stand on this side. Yeah. You hit the burr and boom, and then you yeah. shoot it. I don't think there's. No, I mean, I don't. I, w- I would throw pigeons in your pond. That wouldn't be a problem. That wouldn't be the problem. I wouldn't want to build exactly. a lead shot. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. me neither. Yeah, I right. wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, that's the whole thing. The whole thing is the birds, the birds, the birds. We don't care about the birds. The birds is fine. As long as most of the lead lands in the woods, we're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those birds, I'm sure, within a, a few months and mowing and stuff, they'll be... And I also... Oh, I would look for And them. I also... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And to be, you know, I'm the guy that takes my plastic apart and, and right, recycles right. like crazy at my yeah, house. We all do well. But here's the point. We shot for... Three hours, four hours, 12 people. And I don't think that amongst 12 people for three or four hours, we put five pounds of lead into the environment. No, definitely not. Right. And so it's one thing if you're taking five pounds of lead and putting it into your drinking water. It's another thing if you're putting five pounds of lead scattered out into the world. Right. right? And it so might fortify the dirt. It might fortify the dirt. You have no um, idea how much lead's already back there. Right, I was going to, yeah. that's the other thing too, is, you know. Yeah, it, it's a farm area. You know what I mean? Those, yeah. People have been shooting shit there for many years. Or sure. more importantly, just like one lead lined. Right. You know, well, and uh, here's the other point that we can do too. If we right. do that at my pad. You better do this before Mrs. Cinch gets a horse. That's all I'm saying. That's oh. a good point. Dude, we're, oh, we're, you're not She's kidding. not bringing a goddamn, anyway, whatever. That's but, an excellent point too, because yeah, shotguns, any sort of shooting event. Where if you wouldn't have been, the thing about shotguns, when you shoot bird shots like we're doing, the range of that thing, I mean, if you come in the front door of that shot, right, 60 feet away, 70 feet away, and I shoot you with number seven bird shot, we're okay. <laughs> we're still mostly cool. Yeah. I mean, we're That's delicious. We're going to have words. Get a glass. That's we're like mostly lemonade. cool. It's, I'm sure it is lemonade. It's only 5%, right? Oh, really? Yeah. 6%. Yeah, 6%. But, but the point being that the range on this shot is extremely short. Right. So, like, that's why people have shot for years off of boats, and that's why people have shot for years in backyards and at golf clubs and everything else, because bird shot don't go very far. Right, but here's the other thing that we yeah. can do, too. Yeah. Is that, so Phil was like, my neighbor Phil was like, yeah. next time you go, are you going to do it here? Let me know. Yeah. And then they have. A they f- do it over at his house. Well, no, well, they have a full range though. They have like, he has oh. rubber things with like 10 feet of dirt behind it. Mm-hmm. So you could bring all your other shit mm-hmm. and yeah. shoot that too. Right. Fair game. Yeah, so that cool. would be kind of fun. Yep. There you go. So that's it. So anyway, the idea though, trap and skeet is a lot of fun. Everybody should get into it because it yep. is super, stupid fun. And it is that way that you can be like, look, you know, I'm into guns, but I'm not weird. Right. Wiper right. was saying, you know, she's like, this will be really fun to do competition. What is she, 15 years old? 15 and a half. Yeah. Going on 16. Right. You know, and her grandpa used to be a marksman and used to do competitions. He's got medals and stuff like yeah. that. He was a big into the Camp Perry. Yes. Going out there. You know Spring, what? Yeah, Springfield. I have a good friend. Yep. 
uh, he started taking his son to Camp Perry because his, uh, I think it was his father, was really into shooting. His son got a full ride at Ohio State <gasps> for the shooting camp. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, we're still, on. <laughs> still exists. I mean, get her into that, man. Camp Perry. Yeah. Okay. We'll look into you it. Know, the downside is you're driving out to Camp Perry probably twice a week to do the actual competitions. To- okay. Yeah, yeah. They offer a $1,000 one-year scholarship assistance to qualified junior marksmen in order to encourage and reward their outstanding efforts. Nothing wrong with that. This is all part of what they call the civilian marksmanship program. So that's something the CMP, um, it's kind of this thing like you can be, you can be into guns without being the red hat kind of guy, right? Um, it is absolutely thing. I grew up with it as a kid, my whole life um, been around them. That is one of those strange things about, you know, um, marksmanship, like in European countries where it's, very cool and very fun to hang out and do that. I did shoots and snare when I was in Germany. Um, I did all kinds of fun stuff like that. The only thing my wife doesn't like is like she, like sun, Sunday probably would have freaked her out a little bit. She doesn't like that all spontaneous, like hey, just rattling on. Like she, you know, like she wants it to be one guy, one bird. You will shoot five birds in a row, and when you are done shooting your five birds in a row, the next person. Well, come on. Oh, super organized. She doesn't want, she's not like a plinking pit type of girl. She doesn't yeah, like, plinking, okay. she doesn't like just all right. like, yeah. all right, have fun. Just go shoot at will. Like, no. She don't like that. She don't like that. Yeah. I mean, Mary. does like when we go, like when we go to the range, we go to Stonewall and shoot pistols. Right. You know. Because it's one, one person, person per lane. Shoot it per lane. Right. I got that. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. just other random, like. Ooh, ooh. It's going on around. She hates it, right? it. Like even during that, it's like, oh, this guy's down here shooting his, you know, forty-four magnum and boom, boom, boom. yeah. Uh, and that yeah. is a tough thing about indoor ranges because it's really fucking loud, especially when you know Billy Boy over there's got to bring out her four is four fifty four K soul, right? You know, and impress everybody with his small dick and his you ever, big you ever cartridges. Shoot a brass eagle, whatever. Yeah, brass eagle. <laughs> I actually have a brass eagle. It's a paint gun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I believe what you're going for is the desert eagle. Desert eagle. Yes, whatever. Exactly. I, I was a paintballer, right. so I was yeah. thinking of brass. brass yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, Merritt wants to shoot more, and that's the thing is, I will be purchasing. I mean, I'm going to be purchasing a shotgun for somebody with a shorter stature, Ooh. and you know, she wants. To do a lot more of it, but she just couldn't find a, a, a shotgun that she could shoulder and enjoy. She tried the super band. I don't she know liked that it. Worked for her. No, she liked it. She really liked it. And she just said, she's like, yeah, she goes, I think I, I'd like to do a lot more of that. And I think that, yeah, finding her a look when I was a kid, I got passed down in Remington 1100 automatic that had the stock cut down, like cut down in the garage on the table saw. A little legal, illegally. That was totally fine. But right. I mean, cut the stock, you can't cut the barrel. You can't cut the barrel. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I had an 1100 that was modified so that a, a kid, I didn't become a six foot one person until <laughs> I was 19 years old. Right. right. My brother's Ithaca double barrel. Yeah. As the stock was cut off, mm-hmm. kept the piece. And as he grew up. Oh, they added it back in? It came back on. So you <gasps> oh, can that's cool. Cut and wow. then yeah. put back on. Oh, that's that's really fucking cool. Yeah, you, you know what the one downfall to the whole skeet shooting thing is? Yeah. So me and Doctor Waters had a very nice conversation, right? 
But I have a feeling because of like the headgear we were wearing and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, mindfulness is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Meanwhile, one of your, instead of your muffs went missing, (laughs) they're down in the basement. (laughs) 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 Finally. So that is a thing. Like, so equipment is a part of the game, right? Right. And so Dan is one of these, like, because Dan wears hearing aids. Right. So he's the only one of us there that could legitimately turn off the sound. Right. But Dan was wearing, what were you wearing, Dan? Electronic hearing protection. Right. Actually has a microphone at the front of the the muffs. Yep. And it clamps down when there's a loud noise. It stops it from getting through to you. And you can carry on a conversation just like this. Yeah. Yep. And that's a... Uh, what was Captain Tinnitus wearing? Very little. Uh, uh, so as it happens, my tinnitus exists very prominently in one, one ear, but not so much in the other. So I'm pretty well fucking deaf. In- Piper elbowed me. He's not wearing anything. I'm like... Wah. Yeah, so <laughs> my left ear is pretty well gone. Just for people who play along at home. I've got about 70% hearing loss in my left ear and my right ear is pretty good. So I was wearing a triple baffle earplug in my right ear. Oh, okay. Yeah. In my right ear. But in my left ear, when we're shooting outdoors, unless it's handguns, you know, short barrels, big booms, um, I can, I can usually rock, especially shotguns. Shotguns are generally pretty quiet. So I can, I can rock those. But for those people who don't want to rock those, no shit. I was at Sam's Club the other day, and for 40 goddamn dollars, you can get um, electronic earmuffs that enhance the sound. So you can actually hear people talking better. They have amplifiers built into them. So when you're speaking at normal voice, you can hear each other better. But then when the gun goes off, it's got technology that as as it goes now, over a certain decibel. Yep. Does it, it have down. a learn feature that I could put on when my wife's yelling at me ah, and then ah, just let it shut her off? Well, hey, the problem for, with that is your wife probably doesn't have to yell. Yeah. It gives you a very stern Fucking talking to stern yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was really impressed that for 40 bucks at, at the old Sam's club, they had that, but you're right. Yeah. I did not wear adequate hearing protection, but you know, what's weird is I I've gone home from, a million rock concerts with the ring in your ear that lasts for two or three days. Yeah. That, that noise you just made, I hear that 24 seven. Yeah, I'm with you. I yeah. DJed for 25. We know years. that game. That's the sound of your hearing going away. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. I assure you it's leaking. Yeah. Out. It is leaking out. And that's why I've always been so fascinated by Dan's choice and uh, Dan's choice in uh, hearing aids. Cause I'm like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, there's going to be a time when, you know, Huh? I'm, I'm not going to, you're right. I'm not going to hear shit. Yeah. But it was, uh, but I was looking at these electronic here, these electronic muffs and that's a very good technology for only 40 bucks. And now yeah, for last like, last time I bought an electric muff, it was way more than that. Yeah. But for 80 <laughs> bucks, you can get, you can, for 80 bucks, you can get them with Bluetooth. Oh, that, oh even better. Yeah. And then they yeah, play, doesn't have that. you can play music through them and whatnot. Yeah, but your, your, ear, your, that would be cool. Your ear things yeah, do. work. I yeah, do. My, so you can yeah. be cranking tunes in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> believe it but i am captain earmuff like if i have to run yeah. a weed whacker yeah. all day long yep. i'm yeah. like i want muffs yeah. you know. i just put a head i mean headphones and play me but same thing i can't stand being on a grass cutter or whatever for a year hours yeah and that's and i gotta say like shooting shotguns for me it's always been you know 
I, I've shot shotguns for years and no ear protection sure, whatsoever. Not, it's yeah. not the, the painful. If you're shooting, I have you know big bore rifles and stuff yep. like that. Then, yep. yeah. and that's you know, the deal. You know shotguns the are very quiet. Worst for years though is a fucking leaf blower. Yeah. Like no pro, that's worse than a gun or anything. Yeah. Right. It's true. I yeah. Yeah, so that's that is one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a set of electronic earmuffs. Yeah, like like Dan had, just because I can have them on 100 of the time, hear everything that's going on, and then so be wait, able to. So you're taking this simple thing that we can do at any time with little notice, and now you'd be like, Phil, you want to go shoot? No, my my bird launcher's not charged. My earphones ah. aren't charged. Well, that, my auto loading gun. launcher probably works off a 12 volt car. It does battery. car battery. Yeah. It's exactly designed to work on a 12 volt car yeah, battery. My electronic muffs take. Triple A's. Oh, okay. oh right. boy. Yep. So I, I think I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah that's it. Work. Yeah, it was so much fun. I just oh. bought a little generator, one of the, the Harbor Freight Predator 2000 watt whisper quiet. Got it off a guy on Marketplace, used it twice, let it sit too long. Oh, so you had, had to, to clean, clean the carb? I had to clean the carb. <laughs> you know, regularly $5.99, well, $6.29 down to $5.99. I got it for. One fifty. Oh, now here's the question because now you have like 17 generators because stacking them up because (laughs) anybody who knows us from mid Ohio knows that one year I had, I had, I got a very special, I got a very special deal inside track club on a very big generator that, you know, had wheels. Yeah. And uh, I brought a generator out to mid Ohio and I, I started this thing. And the problem was it was the wrong color. So when it comes to generators, you want your generator to be red. Oh, yeah. Right? So ultimately, you want your generator to be red. If your generator can be blue, that's a pretty good sign, too. But to give you an idea, Yamaha, my generator was green, and that's the color you never want a generator to be, or black. And I had brought this generator out. I was so proud because we had like 5,000 watts available to us or whatever. And I started that up in a, a... a young lady went by our booth at some point and she says, I had a, I had enough of your generator. All it generate is noise. <laughs> and I was like, ah, well, she's right. And so we shut like, it off. I'm really happy that yeah. you got the quiet one. Cause this last year at mid Ohio on one of the nights I, uh, I, I was in a good place. Yeah. And yeah. I decided to go to sleep and enjoy my good place. And I laid yeah. down in my yeah. tent and John's yeah. thing was like, just, just flowing in the thing. And I was like, I was about to lose my mind because it was like 2 a.m. And then it went. At one point, I forgot it was actually running. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, this thing's still going. I didn't mean to keep it running. Dude, but nobody. Mid Ohio is my a. My battery had gone dead in my yeah. RV and stuff. And. But then Bruce had that little tailgater thing, the little two-stroker. Yeah. And that's what got me looking for a really quiet. I was yeah. actually looking for one of those because that thing would just sit there and go, bing, 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 yeah. bing, 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 Yeah, okay. Totally All not right. bad. It was, it was cool. And that's why I'm like, yeah. I was trying to find one of those, but I couldn't. And then I saw this one. I'm like, okay. Mid-Ohio is straight up generator symphony. And that is like, you can walk through the campsite at Mid-Ohio and you can just know how well people are doing by the sound of their generators. Yeah. You can walk down there and be like, and be like they're not doing well no not doing well my and, goal is to only use the generator maybe during the daytime yeah. or like hey we're all leaving right fire up the generator <laughs> charge up all the batteries and the cell phones yeah when you we know, come back we'll shut it off uh, you know when you turn your hearing aids off they're just earplugs <laughs> they're just earplugs <laughs> We, uh, I still want to like run the bat at like use an inverter for like Christmas light, you know. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah, a yeah. fella, this thing is like, yeah, when you put it on the eco throttle, yeah. it's just like, yeah, 
We had a fella camp next to us the one year, not long ago, that had a a pop-up camper. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, a pop-up camper is for people who can only afford a third of a camper. (laughs) So you get basically a camper up to the waistband. So the, the bottom of it, like up to the belt line, is a camper, and then everything else is a tent. Right. So it starts as a camper and turns into a tent. And the whole idea, I think, behind pop-up campers is you could tow them behind your family station wagon and still look out the back window and see people barreling down on you. And a smart car can tow it. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. And uh, But the problem is a pop-up camper um, the, has the insulation value of a cheap nylon T-shirt. <laughs> So there is no insulation value in a pop-up. The, the insulation value is the fact that the roof might be made of plastic or fiberglass or something. And the sides are all made out of some sort of nylon. Semi-airtight. On a good Not even semi-airtight. No, they won't stop a fart. Right? I mean, they won't. I mean, look, if it gets past the screen, mm-hmm. it's going through a piece of nylon. And so that's it. You, you are protected from cougars by like five microns of nylon. Right? And the son of um, the renter who rented this camper, this camper came with a generator. But he, it also came with an air conditioner. Yeah, sometimes they pop in the side. And that's like air conditioning. <laughs> the, the air. It is, seriously. <laughs> the outside. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to air condition all of Lexington, Ohio. And the fact that there is an air conditioner built into a pop-up tent is like a screen door in a fucking submarine. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make no goddamn sense. And this dude ran his fucking generator 24 seven. And in fact, we didn't know how bad it was until it shut off. Yeah. Cause you almost get acclimated to it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, that's why at the end of day two, you're like yelling at your friends like, no, I fuck you. Just fuck you. I'm sick of your shit. Because right next door to you for 29 hours has been <laughs> you're going up to like horrible. A, an old XL 250 with a rotted out yeah. muffler like yeah. you gonna take the baffle out of this thing yeah something? fucking ridiculous <laughs> I swear one year we, we shut down a generator we were all <clears> we're like this fucking thing you know and then somebody was like I'm gonna fucking shut it all I did was all I did was I went over there and I used my Gerber tool and I pulled the fuel line off of it because I knew that if I shut it off, he'd restart it. So I pulled the, I just yoinked the fuel line off of it. I figured whatever gas it had in it was better out of it than in it. So I, I grabbed the Gerber and I just pulled the fuel line straight off that son of a bitch. And I threw that fuel That's line too, it gives through a, the fence. That gives you a chance to get away before it dies. Oh yeah. No, I threw that fuel line as far as I could throw it. Cause that, that was an annoying, like that was a $38 generator and it was so loud and it was, it was a honda i mean it was yeah. but it's just too big yeah it's not, yeah. It's not the super oh i got the five th- i got the five k dub i got the five kilowatt in the hallway it's and it's a, a honda it's not a suitcase no hey, it's of, not speaking of gas yeah, it is what about that big thing in front of you that doesn't take any gas that yeah yeah we're not so, gonna talk about motorcycles. motorcycles yeah that is um that is the zero electric motorcycles latest adventure into the world of adventure. And you remember, you remember a couple of years ago when zero launched their SR F F for street fighter. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I was not, I mean, I like the SRF a lot. It's one of my favorite bikes to ride. It's got, you know, 144 pounds feet of torques. It's got enough battery that I can commute back and forth to work on. And I have not hand to God 
I have not said, oh, I'm going to go jump on a motorcycle and ride to Cincinnati today. I have not done that in a very, very long time. There are people who do, and I respect you. But I have not ridden more than an hour on a motorcycle in about four fucking years. Uh, That wasn't... What's that? That's terrible. You know what I do? I park my truck well, next... Well, you know when we go on those Saturday rides yeah. and we're out there having I know, a good time? I know. He's working. I get it. I was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime anybody's like, I'm going to go on a motorcycle ride. We're going to go out. We're going to be gone for five hours. I'm like, great. I can do that Sunday or Monday. Right. And Sunday, I spend the time making up for the time I'm not with my wife. Right. And then Monday is the time for me to pay the bills and go do all the things that the job has to do, right? He can go from 12 to 3, maybe. Pretty much, maybe. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, Yeah. it depends on what time we serve the Monte Cristo at the house, right? So here's the game. I I do ride the shit out of electric motorcycles. I like them because they are violently powerful. I like electric motorcycles because they they are the way to turn the electricity that's already coming into my house into obscene amounts of torque. Mm-hmm. And I have owned a number of V twin powered motorcycles and sport bikes. I have owned VTR 1000 Superhawks. I have owned Ducatis of every flavor. I love torque. I love me some torque and there is no better way in the world to get into a dangerous relationship with torque than an electric motorcycle. Because sweet baby Jesus, they go like hell. And I have been fascinated by them since they first came out. We've been a dealer for them for a long time now, quite a while. And when it comes to when it comes to electric motorcycles, I tend to end up on the zero side of the house. I know that other people feel strongly about their live wires, and I know people feel strongly about their energicas or their energicas. That's cool. I dig it. That's fine. Damien's. That doesn't even exist. I'm just saying. Again, right? Again, we can talk about it. No, but unless you can manifest one, it doesn't exist. Right. Right. Yeah, that's it. And so, and that's like people talking about, you know, the the Sondor metacycle and stuff, and like, okay, cool. Um, bring one here, let us ride it and we'll be able to, I'm like, I've talked to all the people in the world that have ridden it. And for $6,000, it has a 25 mile range. Right. And that's not enough. Yeah, they, we all went out and rode electric scooters one day. And at the end of our day, we had ridden them 45 miles and that's twice as long as the Sondors can go at full chat. Right. For the same price, basically. Yep. And no storage. And no, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Anyway. So zero has been making electric motorcycles for 17 goddamn years. And this one in particular that we have in front of us is their latest, greatest, coolest motorcycle. And this is the D- Zero DSR forward slash X. See, but I think in the pictures, yeah. when you see in the pictures, it doesn't really do it justice. Yeah. Like, it just looks like a, a weird-looking, like, other one. But in person, it doesn't look weird at all. It right looks there. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right it's this, physically right there. This, yeah. I mean, the size of it is yeah. kind of like a Stelvio. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's very like, much like a Stelvio. It's big. It's it's probably a little chonkier than a V eighty five TT from yeah, Guzzi. You're not getting wet riding that in the rain. Like if the, it wraps around. Like the front end of it's what three feet wide. The fairing's wide good. Yeah. The fairing is the right size for a full size grown adult. Uh, that is very good. 
I, I'm well, see, and in the picture, yeah. since obviously it's 2D, yeah, you don't get how the curvy and wide the bike is. Yes. It doesn't look like it's going to look in yeah. real life. It's very good. Um, one of the things that is important with Zero is, you know, a lot of companies are putting a lot of time and effort into different aspects of it. The power, like, you can ride these motorcycles. If you're looking at a Zero SRF or a Zero SRS or a Zero DSRX, like you're talking about, your ability to go from zero to 60 in under three seconds is guaranteed. That's going to happen. And if you have never gone from zero to 60 in under three seconds before, you should try it because it's really fucking fast. Like, people are like, well, you know, uh, Bugatti Veyron, fast. Mm-hmm. Same fastness. Right. Tesla in plaid mode, same fastness. Mm-hmm. 1969 big block quarter mile car running on nitro meth, not as fast. Right. And so when somebody says that you can jump on one of these things and no transmission, no clutch, no nothing, direct drive off the motor. It is like having your hand on the button of a nuclear reactor. How quickly you go from zero to 100 miles per hour. It's amazing. It really is. And because they have the Bosch motorcycle stability control system, it actually doesn't let you fuck up and kill yourself because it detects that you are about to kill yourself exactly one one hundredth of a second before you kill yourself, and it stops you from killing yourself. It transports you back in time to the point just before you killed yourself. It's like it's like one of those dashboard recorders yep. where it's always on, yep. and yep. then it cuts yep. back a minute yep. so you don't lose anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly true because I have ridden this in snow. I have ridden this in wet leaves. I've ridden this in not this particular bike, but I've ridden the DS, the everything they've ever built. Once it has the Bosch MSC controller. And once they have the Bosch MSC controller, the motherfucker is insane. Now, this is 166 foot pounds of torque. If you haven't experienced 166 foot pounds of torque from a 540 pound motorcycle yet, you should. It's crazy. It's a little weird. In fact, it will push your eyeballs back into the back of your fucking head and it will make you realize that you need to do more chin ups <laughs> because holding on to it is a struggle. If you're not actually down on the tank, head down on the tank, it's a little fucking frightening. And it is. And it should be frightening because motorcycles are supposed to do that. Now, here's the weird thing. Sooner or later, people would figure out electric motorcycles could do things gasoline-powered motorcycles couldn't do. That motorcycle goes backwards. Which I've always thought that any motorcycle that weighs more than 600 pounds should go backwards. Now, this one weighs 540, wet or dry, because it turns out electrons are pretty fucking light. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can press a button on it and it moves backwards at walking pace, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can park it easier and that kind of thing, or moves forward at walking pace. So you can park it a lot easier, stuff like that. It also has all the things that you can do remotely because there's a cell phone built into the bike. So all of its computer things can happen on your phone, even if you're not home with it. Or if your bike is being borrowed by somebody and you want to fuck their world up, you can do that remotely. Or if you want to have the bike alert you when somebody breaks, if you can't afford a security system in your house, you just buy the bike. Yeah. Because then if a mouse farts, you get a text message that says that a mouse farted near your bike. Smith is going to buy one of these and say, John, take it out. And then he's going to be like, I don't know what happened. I was working on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
It's a five-year unlimited warranty on the battery and two years on the bike itself. You know, all that stuff. And and it's top speed. On this one, it's kind of funny because I, I've i been riding a Zero SRS, which is their street, you know, sport bike. And I've been riding one of those. And top speed on those is 124, 126 miles per hour. And this one has the 19-inch the wheel in the front. So they've got it... Uh, They've got it turned down to 112 miles per hour. Speaking of Smith. Speaking of Smith. Um, how do you tell a blind guy at a nude beach? It's not hard. Not hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. There you go. An old man. An old man. That was, was from Lucille Ball. That's from Lucille uh, Ball. That's brilliant. An old uh, man uh, was going down to his uh, orchard to pick some fruit off the trees mm-hmm. and he had a little five gallon bucket with them and he gets down there and there's a lake by his orchard and so as he gets down to the trees he looks over and there's three young ladies and they're all skinny dipping in the lake and they're laughing and having a good time and then they see the old farmer and they're like <gasps> so they all get down yeah. you know, and water up to their neck and they're like we're not coming out of the lake and he's like i didn't come down here to try to see you guys skinny dip but i didn't even know you were here I just came to feed the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. Uh, that bike comes with heated grips. Standard. It's civilized. It's extremely civilized. Very nice. It comes with a hidden storage compartment. Yeah, I like that. You do like that. I know you like that. I mean, what's in the gas tank? That's a frunk. That's a frunk. And it's a bigger frunk than any Zero's ever had before. So it has more frunk than Zero's ever put in a bike before. So There's also a storage area under the seat. With the thing that's in it now, the charger, do you have yeah. to take, take that? With, that's what you take with you? If you want to have, if you don't want to go to a level two charger, yeah, like you know those ones that are out there, like millions of them. Yeah. So if you don't want to use the charge point app and find a level two charger. Oh, that's your home. Like, that is your 110. Uh, so okay. the generic term for those is uh, turbo, like there's a company called that, that sells them called Turbo Cord, and they're like 600 bucks. And basically, what it is is it's a way to turn 110 wall outlet power into uh, delectable 220 volts, and it's not going to charge your bike in an hour, right? Because you're only dra- drawing 13 amps, you know. So in my garage, it draws 13 amps, and I can charge my bike fully from nothing to full in about six hours. That generator like, I was talking yeah. about puts out 13 amps. 13 amps. Little yeah. plate there on the yeah. back. <laughs> and I'll drive What'd forever. You see? Did you? And it only weighs. I'm going to make my own hybrid. Like 40, 50 pounds. I mean, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. that's why I can't believe somebody didn't do that. Did you see the guy that has the Tesla that put a scooter motor in the back of it? Yep. And he's getting like 800 miles now, yeah. like I don't think. I mean, BMW did that a long time ago with the BMW uh, cars. The range extender, extender is just a Kimco motor ah. in the back with a little gas tank. And so you can have this Kimco gasoline-powered motor in the back of your BMW car that is giving you a range extender. Gotcha. It's it's a, it's you know it's an onboard power plant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. That's all it is. Kimco scooter motor hiding in the back there. So how long do you think before somebody sells something like since this, since this bike is so big? Yeah. And has the rack and stuff. Nah, dude. You I don't mean, think look, so? no, and it's completely impractical because you can't charge and ride at the same time. Okay, even if you could. Let's just say for the sake of argument that you could charge and ride at the same time, right? And you would have your little generator, whatever your generator is, 125 cc's or whatever it is, running at full chat. I mean, that generator can only put out 2,000 watts. Right. 13 amps. 13 amps. 
So that generator can, and we use, we refer back to Ohm's law. So that thing can put out 13 amperes. Okay. But is it going to put out 13 amps at the 100 plus volts that that thing needs to charge? Because I don't think it is because that would mean that that generator were putting out a lot more electricity than it is. I think that when you're running that generator at something like 110 volts, that you might not be getting an actual... That's what the eco-throttle does. So you yep. put it on eco-throttle, and it'll just idle there. Right. When you put a load on it, the eco-throttle will throttle up the engine to keep to keep it at 110 volts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, yep. You're, you know what I mean? It doesn't... Yeah, it fluctuates. It, yeah. it only never... I plugged a 5,000 uh, BTU air conditioner into what? it, and it didn't even come off of idle. It yeah. never even tweaked the... Yeah. Like when I was using my circular saw on it, yeah. When I first hit it, the, the, oh, oh, the spike. Oh, the, yeah. there was a little light that would come on. But that air conditioner, like it was an LG, like Probably it was a soft, soft enough. It was soft enough that it it, it just ran. Well, right. I think most most air conditioners now, if they bought in the last five years, they have a soft start to them. So that's what's right. probably stopping the, the circular saw. It doesn't, so it's going to oh. yeah. you know. And that's the thing. But is even you, with it running, yeah, it didn't make it go into high idle or anything. It just sat yeah. there and just went. That's right. impressive, man. That's cool. And that's when you look at the numbers for that generator. It's uh, and this is. The one that they're claiming is uh, its maximum running watts is 1,600 watts, and its output voltage is either 120 AC or 12 volts, obviously. And when you look at that, that's coming out of a 79cc motor. So that's uh, that's going to be producing not enough money, not enough power to be running that bike. It would allow you to run that bike at probably 40, yeah. 50 mile an hour. Absolutely. Yep. It would probably keep up, but it's never right. going to do seven. I mean, yeah. because a 79 cc motor engine wouldn't do that. Right. right. Yeah. But you could run, you know, like a CT70, you could ride 40, 40. Absolutely. Yep. So. And that's, and that comes down to that whole idea. Remember when, and, and I have to remind people all the time, I am definitely not a person that says that you should buy an electric motorcycle because it will replace gasoline motorcycles. I am using electric motorcycles so that I can go from a known point. 30 to 50 miles away from here. But that is an adventure bike. And that's exactly it. And that's where the generator it. would help it. And that's right. If you go out yep. to Nevada yep. and you're yep. cruising out through the desert highways and yep. stuff like that, yep. and you are nowhere near a gas station, that's right. you could pull over and fire up your generator. Yep. Or if it would let you, you could have your yep. generator running and extend your range. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what I can just see a, a metal, like the my, my metal GV box. Yep. Just that, but a generator. Of course. Why yeah. not? You know? Especially when that you talk about. generator is this big. These yeah. things are. It is a GV box. And they're under 50 pounds. Yeah. So when you think about 50 pounds, I have had customers come in here. It says what? 49 pounds? Yeah. 49 pounds. Yeah. When I've had customers come in here with a side box on their whatever the fuck adventure bike that I'm shocked when I look in there and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's got a full toolkit, you know, like, like everything. He's got like wheel chocks and everything else. Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. And I'm realizing like this side box he's got on the back of his, like on the side of his GSA is easily 75 pounds. I'm shocked when I pull the shit off, how heavy it is and how same guy that's like, I don't know why my, my tail section cracked. Yeah. Why did my subframe crack? Right. Right. Why did my subframe crack when the bike fell over? Or why is it when I put my bike on side stand, it flips over. Right. Right. And it's because your top case, you know, top cases are supposed to be the lightest thing on your bike. And I had a guy come in here the other day. His fucking top case was easily 50 pounds. 
And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. 50 pounds in a top case? Your bike is going to handle like a drunk hippopotamus on skates. Well, that's the funny thing. Yeah. I think we talked about this before, but like yeah. all these dudes always complain. I don't know what's wrong with my bike. <laughs> I put I put the bags and side things on, and now I have a head shake at 80 miles an hour yeah. if I let go of the handlebars. Yeah. Yep. They're like, oh, I wonder what happened there. Oh, uh, We had a customer that called while we were setting up the podcast. A customer called up, and he ended up in the weeds on the side of the road at 70 miles an hour. And we the other the other night we got some we got some weather last night. Oh yeah. So some weather kicked in last night. And people that had a weather app knew that it wasn't a real good time to be on the bike at about eight o'clock at night. And he was on the bike at about nine o'clock at night last night. And so him and his motorcycle and his super tall touring windshield, handlebar mounted super tall touring windshield, caught some side wind and he got into a head slap tank slapper. And ended up four or five people pulled off the side of the road to help him get his bike up out of the ditch. So I got to go pick that up at the impound lot. But that is a true thing. Like, that's a real, real deal. And um, But adventure bikes, this to me, I don't look at this as an adventure bike. It's not an adventure bike. To me, this is everything I like about the Zero I'm riding now, except for the riding position is totally friendly for old men. Dude, this would be the best commuter ever made. Exactly. I like the seat. Looks comfy. Oh, it's man. It's fucking so comfy. You sit in it, man. And it's we got all... an adjustable windshield that involves just reaching up and twisting the thing. Yeah, the cool little RC car looking tire things. Yep. You yep. just turn those. You pages. just turn those. And it's fully adjustable suspension, A, and all the fun stuff. And this is just a bike that is not a sports bike. So the previous Zeros have been a, a street fighter right. you know, of this ilk, of this motor, of this platform. They've been a street fighter and an actual sport touring bike, right? So that's great. But this is the bike for guys that don't want to lean down. I've been riding the SRS, the sport version, and I've been riding it for the past week or so. And yeah, I'm I'm not going to be proud. I'm not Valentino Rossi. I don't need to have my weight on the heels of my hands. Right, right. Yeah, it's fun to rip up to, you know, 120 plus. I'm really surprised that they brought this bike in under ten grand too. <laughs> <laughs> and did we mention that they took away the federal tax credit? Oh. Tiger. Hey <laughs> and boy the tiger wins in that one again. Absolutely. In case you're not sure what we think the perfect twenty twenty two motorcycle is, it might be the tiger. Yeah. It might be the tiger six sixty. Uh that good price that is a price. very good example because this thing is all of twenty five thousand dollars, all of twenty five thousand bucks. And but in fifteen years, you'll pay yourself back. No, you won't. No, <laughs> you won't. If you think that you are going to justify to your wife or your friends, you can't guarantee how much gas is going to be. I haven't right. I haven't. Yeah, you're right. Right. I have an app for my calculating it at right reasonable price. I have an app for my zero where I can take the price of fuel and I can adjust the price of fuel from what it is today to twenty dollars a gallon, and then it would tell me how long it would take my zero to pay for itself. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because um, this blue zero that's behind me, this SRS, has got about eight thousand miles on it. And uh, I did. I looked at that, and I was like, "Okay, well, how much gasoline? How much money in gasoline did this bike over eight thousand miles save its owner?" It was like five hundred bucks. Is about eight hundred bucks, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. But the point being, like, that's 
you know, $23,000 motorcycle. This is an important right. uh, thing. Yeah. So an update from last week's long conversation about battery bounce. Battery bounce. Now, after you gave this thing a proper yep. licking, did it come back? And I did what John said. So I did exactly what John told me to do, and that is I have, I have sequentially murdered the battery three times. Mm-hmm. So I have... I have killed the battery and let the battery come back, kill the battery, let the battery come back, kill the battery, let the battery come back. And I'm enjoying killing it. It's so much fun. Uh, it really is fun. It is great to jump on a motorcycle and go. Are you go just driving around your neighborhood when it gets No, I'm or? leaving here. Yeah. And I'm doing the Porco challenge. Okay. Without the Porco part, I'm just leaving here and getting to my house as fast as possible. Gotcha. I've gone past two law enforcement officers. <laughs> At speeds in excess of 120. And they didn't hear you, so they didn't know. Well, I just didn't even get up. I just stayed right in it. I was like, whatever they do, they do. I can't control them. Yeah. I can't predict what they're going to do. I'm just going to do what I'm doing. And I don't know what I'm doing. I've given up caring. Um, to be fair, I don't have a license plate on the bike. Oh. No. Well, they figured at that point they can't do anything. I just decided it'd be better to not have one. So uh, I just don't have a license plate on the bike. And, you know. The guy that I got from the electric bicycle store told me I didn't need yeah, one. Right. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm Look, I'm not telling anybody that what I do is a smart thing to do. It's not. Right? This is a mongoose. All the parts are from Wish. What's the problem here? <laughs> <laughs> I am very... But it has been very funny. So I've been like... It's under two horsepower. Look, well, if... No, no, no. The goal... <laughs> if, if somebody told you... I want you to drain the fuel out of your motorcycle mm-hmm. as fast as you possibly can using the motor alone. Oh, right. Right. Because uh, I got this sweet ass. I know. Dude. I know, dude. You suck 26 like you, gallons. Just out of take a truck. hammer and knock the fuel tap off. Oh, It'll be empty in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. But if somebody told you, you had to empty all the gasoline out of your motorcycle in the shortest period of time possible, you could have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Just never dropping below 10,000 RPM. True. Well, it turns out with electricity, you can do the same thing. Leave the bike in sport mode 100% of the time. Use it like a light switch and basically hold the fuck on because it is Tron all the time. <laughs> it is so impossibly fast. And I've got, um, I've got a Senna uh, Bluetooth helmet. Yeah. So, and so I've got music going into my helmet and stuff, and you know I, I am to no, the I'm just nothing but Rob Zombie. Okay, and it is pure Rob Zombie all the time, and just hate riding this motorcycle. Oh, I am so. I went three exits past my house the other day. Three exits past my what house happens? because I was just like, I have it. We are going 126 miles per hour, which is as fast as the bike wants to let me go. Right. And I'm just going to leave it here and we're just going to go because it's not that, I mean, well, stupid statement. It's not that fast, but it's that fast. Yeah. It's, right. It's, it's, right it's in fast the enough. It's right in the pocket. Exactly. It's totally comfortable. Like 120 is, is, is manageable. 140 yep. is kind of gnarly. 140, you bounce around a little bit. Yeah. 140, you're kind of here and there and everywhere. Like, Unless you know, you're like a slinky and you can really I'm, become part of the bike. I'm too thick. Yeah. Me too. Right. I'm too thick for that. And even with a good size windshield, I'm still too thick. Um, that, that ZX 1400 RR, I, I told um, yeah. Well, that bike, you could lay on that, but you wouldn't even know you're going that fast. Yeah. My, my Z900 doesn't yeah. have a lot of protection. No, no not and at all. So over 130, 140, you're like, <laughs> oh yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and what I did was I basically drove past my house to get it down to like 6%. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get it down to 6% at, at no, when full you, chat. When you come up, so you're balling out down yeah. there doing yeah. your thing. You get off the highway, yep. roll off of it, and hit yep. a stop sign. Does right. it come up a few percentage when it's not? Yes, bar? it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it does. It bounces. The battery, like we were talking about, the battery bounces pretty much all the time. Uh, you think that you're like down to 6%. You come up to the red light. You stop for a second. By the time you look down, the light's going green. You look down, you're like, oh, I'm up to 9%. Ah, okay, cool. okay. So that's fine. But it is funny that I've been kind of intentionally murdering the battery just for fun. And then I did, uh, if you set the charge limit to 95%, so when you get the bike up to 95% and you just leave it plugged in, then it goes into the balancing thing and it does all that. Yeah. So I went from something like it was an indicated 65 miles. It's going on the way I'm driving it, right? So it's not what it would be, the mileage it would give being driven by a normal human. It was like 65 miles and now I'm up to 112 miles. So it's like, so it's coming it, you're, back. John's method is exactly right. That that system has worked perfectly. Um, nice. Yeah. To do exactly what it needs to do. And we did do it. I did a diagnostic on it because I was like, well, what's the battery health? Because, you know, zero has a thing that if your batteries get below, I think it's 85% health, then they qualify for replacement under warranty. And this bike is only not even two years old. So right, it would right. certainly qualify under warranty. No, my batteries are at like 99% health. Sweet. So that's great. So that's it's cool. So, it's just because the previous owner had never, ever charged. Well, he'd never done a full charge. Yeah. So he'd ridden the bike for 30 miles, charged it, ridden a bike for 30 miles, charged it, ridden a bike for 30 miles, charged it. And he did that for 3000 miles. And so it never had a charge that went enough to balance the cells. That's what happens. Well, in worse case than a motorcycle though, is phones. Yeah. People that do that to their phones, yeah. but they constantly leave them on chargers mm-hmm. and shit. And then they're like, oh, my phone, bed, it's, my phone's a year old and it lasts for four hours. Right. And you're like, well, yeah. you did that yourself. You did that yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. So it is kind of a fun thing. And, you know, I'm not even trying to tell anybody, oh, get rid of your gasoline-powered bike and buy an electric bike. No way. There's no way in the world I'm even coming close to saying that. Because it's a different kind of experience. And for me, it's, I'm riding a, you know, a 500-pound bike that is stupidly fast. And makes no sound whatsoever. The brakes are probably forty percent better than they need to be. The suspension's perfect, and it you know I love their own like their owner's manual is one hundred and eighty six pages long, and it's not in print. Mm-hmm. You go online, and it's the only owner's manual I've ever seen that spends like fourteen pages telling you how to set up your suspension. Wow! And that's like you. I look at owner's manuals for other stuff, and they're like. Don't drink the acid in the battery. Yeah, right. Right. No pets under the seat. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And this this owner's manual is like telling you the correct, proper way to set right. up your suspension. It's like, that's kind of like cool. The old ones. Remember we talked about how like, they'd actually tell you how to... Valve adjustment. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. That's great. So did anybody go get that bike I posted today? No, I came here. I was thinking okay. about it because I was like, that's a middle I wanted to do it just for the cock blocking of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was out there. I was close. I had to go do my plants. I was halfway yeah. to Lorraine. Damn. Oh, man. I'm like, I got 25 bucks in my pocket I and know. a motorcycle trailer right there. I should have just hooked up the trailer. should have. should have. Just been like, but I got it. A dude, a dude called me the shop to guys to just to put it in if perspective. If it's there tomorrow, I might get it because I'm he, working He doesn't have paperwork. No. 
No, it's no. a mid-Ohio bike. It's a mid-Ohio bike. It's exactly right. It is a mid-Ohio bike. I've always wanted to create a Bozazuku bike. All right. Oh, yeah. What more do you need than an already chopped up fucking crazy-ass 450? I guarantee you that front end, that overextended front end, yep. which all it is really is it's it's just you bought extra long tubes. So it's the original yeah. forks. Exactly yeah. right. They're just longer. That's yep. all it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. But somebody would probably give you good money just for that. Even if you know, I agree. After you yep. fuckered the bike into the ground. <laughs> I just want to get, bit. I'm just going to have, I have a fairing at home. Right. And just put yep. it about yep. two and a half yep. feet above the bike. I'll give you the Bates Clipper if you really want that. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> if you want stupid. I mean, if we're right. going to build a Yeah, let's, let's do it. And then we need at least 15 feet of exhaust pipe. <laughs> I've got some old so fence really poles. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some old fence poles. Galvanized the Cleveland fence Moto poles. fucking podcast uh, a logo, all done in exhaust. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this so a customer called no, a customer, a gentleman, a person. Have fireworks mounts. A human, oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, a, a border, a tubes. border tubes, different sizes, nice. two, three, and four. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. A uh, a person called the shop, and the person that called the shop just straight up said. You guys buy bikes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll buy bikes. Sure, why not, man? I'll buy I'll buy anything, right? I'll buy a bike. And uh so I said, Well, what do you got? And he goes, I, I got a I got a classic Honda. And I said, Oh boy, this never ends well. Yeah. I was like, Okay. It's rare. Okay, great, great. So here comes the C V seven fifty custom, circa nineteen eighty one. Yeah. Right? This one Whatever. is rare though, I'll tell you that. Well, I mean <laughs> yeah, it's rare. Okay. Um, it's rare that it's rare going out there to pick it up. I yeah, mean, it is. Yes, it any one little is. part of it. I mean, it is. That's exactly right. And that's the thing. The guy called me, and I was like, "Look, I was like, is there anything printed on the side of the bike? Honda. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. So it says Honda on the side. Well, okay." Is that going to be? My brother-in-law told me it's worth at least and I 10 said, grand. I said, is there any way in the world that you can just send me a picture of it? Yeah. I, Jesus, I think that came up on the microphone. <laughs> uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, I, I can send you a picture of it. And I thought, all right, that's cool. That's good. We can send a picture. So he sent me two pictures of it. And his only requirements were that, that somebody gives him something for it because he was going to scrap it out. And I said, all right, see, that's cool. You're going to... You know, yeah. you know, scrap it out. That's cool. But what I think is hilarious is he's like, just, just as long as they show up, I need it out of my yard. And I said, that's fine. And then he sent me the pictures and I was like, oh, okay. It's pretty good. So it is a CB seven, a CB four fifty. Yep. And it's a CV four fifty, and it's, it's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with it other than the fact that it's got twisted Chrome handlebars. Yeah. It's chopped six inch over fork. six inch over fork tubes. With no change to the frame rake at all. No. Nope. So it's just. They've painted random parts you, of the motor. You just can't possibly put your feet on the ground on this bike. No. And but all it, you do is just slide those fork tubes back. That's all you do. do that is exactly right. That is all you Get need some to do. Yep. And put on the fork tubes. Yeah, yeah right. perfect. <laughs> and just have these big poles coming out above your head. <laughs> where well, they, that would be what, how you do what, it. What level of ape hanger do you want? I love well, no, that. But think about it. If you had the, the, the clip ons, right. then you could put your fairing on there and fucking make it all super nice, man. That's true. You absolutely uh, could. I have no problem with that. I think that's genius. Uh, I'm in. That's a brilliant idea. So the guy, I was funny. I was like, well, look, I, I'm not coming out there. I'm not going to risk tetanus. 
or hurting my back or anything to get that thing. No title, no nothing. I, I don't care. I'm not giving you a nickel for it. But I have friends. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, well, I'll put it out to my friends and see if anybody wants to go get it. And this is a prime example of a bike that should be free because it was somebody's very beloved chopper. And it survived how many years? A lot. You know? It, it survived some. It survived some. I mean, it's it not it's, it's not good, but it's not terrible for how long it's been. Whatever no, it's doing. just well, what it is. Somebody else is going to jump on it. If you want, I'll go out and get it. I don't I'm not even claiming it as my own. No, just go just get it. Go get it. We got to get it. We got to. I'll throw it at the property. Bring it over, man. All the other I'll bikes have, I have laying around. I put the phone number up, and, you know, the whole thing is. Does he answer text, or do you have to call him? Text. Okay. Text. I might text him tomorrow. Text him. It's all right there. I get out of work at 2, I don't know, either 2 or 3 o'clock. I think it's hilarious. There's a goddamn damn near free. Cause when I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, you don't want any real money for it. Do you? I was like, I mean, I'm not going to drive out there right. and have you expect me to give you anything for this thing. It's a, it's, it's worth $12 of steel yeah. at steel current, you know, recycling prices. And he goes, well, you know, I figured 25 bucks or 50 bucks. I ain't giving it away. And I said, all right, that's, that's the way I like the way you think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's zero chance he uh, he knows whoever owned this. Right. Right. It just showed up at his house. Right. It's exactly it. If you try to title this vehicle, you might spend a week in jail. Yeah, he got right. he got a couple of bags of something for that. I just think he bought I think he either moved into the rental oh. where this has been ah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he agreed to clean up the backyard and this was in the backyard. And yeah. he tried moving it and he realized that it is not easy to move. Yeah. 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 So I If you, I just thought that's my problem is I have that old bed. Look, dude, get it if you wanted. I mean, you need I mean, you know. to take a toolkit. You're going to have to bust those calipers loose. Yeah. It is not rolling one inch. The, the reason he's calling me is because he's tried pushing it. Ah, and it does not push. And I looked at that, I and there's no way. I've got a winch. Even if I had to <laughs> the forks down. That's could, also true. I could shorten the wheelbase by unloosening the triple trees. Right. And yeah. Put it on the trailer. Yeah. It'll fit on the trailer. All right. Let's see. I mean, I'm home. I'm working from home tomorrow. If you laid this thing on its side, you'd still be fine. You might improve the look. Well, I have the right. flatbed. I'll take the flatbed trailer. Right. I have the right. flatbed. It's eight yeah. feet long. Okay. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Even better. That's not, I mean, that's a sore dick yeah. deal right there. Well, give me a yeah. call when you're going. I might meet you and go out there. Take a little hour lunch. Hour I lunch. I love where this is headed. Yeah. But then we literally, like, it's going to be, it has to be a, I can never say it. What? Those Zuko or if you, all you needed is picked up and taken to your house, that's what we'll do with it. Yeah, that's fine. I'll throw yeah, it over no there. I got room. There it is. Yeah, there it is. I'm I'm just throwing a picture of it right now, so everybody can appreciate it back at home. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. That's gonna get a fucking metallic paint job and fucking all kinds of fucking shit done to it. If you want to, I just want you to keep the old wooden back tire on it so we can burn it off. There you go. Oh, that's oh, it. Nice. That's it. In the burnout. That's going to be the Bourbon Fairies fucking burnout bike. It could and it could <laughs> and should be. Yeah, it we, appears we to have mount that agricultural sprayer right to the bike. Oh right. yeah. yeah. Oh, this just turned into big something. tank. Yeah. Big ass yeah. tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ass tank. I say we yeah. go to we go to keg. A fucking keg, dude. All right. Nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a good a good I I like the logic. I like where you're going there. Yep. Oh, this is on. This is on. No, this. I have a purpose in life now. Like I didn't have one before this moment. 
Yeah, what, I don't what about think your truck. It's almost done. No, Saturday. <laughs> so, all right. Update on that. Everything is done. I have a plan. There you go. So I have rebuilt. Thanks to John. John has been the hero this fucking week. So he told me about rebuilt injectors. Right. So I got brand new rebuilt. Yep. Well, rebuilt injectors. Yep. They're at my house right now. So um, apparently when I we didn't take the gas out originally, it shoved enough through the fuel pump to break the fuel pump, but enough to get into the fuel rails. And that's what's clogging the injectors right now. It goes, it's in the rails. So I'm going to take the fuse out, take all the injectors off, or run the thing dry so I can take it out without blowing, you know, whatever. Then once I get all the injectors out, there'll be holes at the bottom of the fuel rail. I'll yep. put the fucking fuse back in, turn the key, let the fuel pump push all that gas for purge, a few minutes purge out, it. purge it, put it back together, and I should be... Yep. You should be rusty trombone. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, that's, that's the deal. That's the other what thing you I was thinking. All you that's all you can yeah, do. The only yeah. other thing I was thinking, but I don't have the loot right now, was I was going to buy a tune-up kit from Summit and just do the plugs, wires, and shit like that, but... Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Fine. Well, you can buy performance injectors too. That would right. Than, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need that. No, but rebuild injectors are usually the way to go. And well, yeah, you know they're stock. You at least yep. if it should get it running. Yeah, and they're Bosch. They're not like Chinese yep. Joe's fucking injectors or That's something. And your old ones. That you know, I told you how to yeah. clean those. Yeah, so you, yeah, so you can try to clean your old ones. Oh, sure. Yeah. Have them as a backup. I've done. I have had one hundred percent success cleaning old injectors. Hmm. It is. It has not been a problem. Hook them to a battery. You know, run them. Momentary switch. Momentary switch. So you can yep. cycle them. Yep. And were you used, did you use the uh, baby uh, syringe? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it works great. It is absolutely functional, and I've done tons of them. And I've had tons of them here, too, that, that come in, and I'm like, look, Aprilia, Aprilia wants $300 for this injector. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or let me clean it. Yeah. For 90 yeah, give me an hour. Yeah, give me an hour of your time. Give, pay me for an hour, and I'll clean your injectors. And it is not; it, it is remarkable at how good it is. And it is always look; it's always still ethanol fuel. Don't get me wrong. Like if you're storing a bike, I know we used to say like get a fuel injected bike. You don't want to have to worry about winter storage. Yeah, yeah, fuck it, you do. It's ten to fifteen percent ethanol right now, no matter where you buy it. So yeah. Even, I hate to say it, there's so much ethanol now in the regular gas that it's fucking up injectors. Right. E- even injectors are not immune. Well, but but if, you, if you put boat yeah. gas in your thing for the winter, yeah. if you have an injected bike, 94% yeah. chance it's going to start. And oh, yeah, absolutely. like a 17% chance your car bike's going to uh, <laughs> I have a car that I have in my warehouse, carbureted car in my warehouse. I parked it three years ago with boat gas in it. Yeah. I went out there the other day, hooked my little lithium my, you know, yeah. my NOCO lithium jump box to it, hooked it up. It's carbureted. I pumped it 15 times. Pumpity, pump, pump, pumpity, pump, 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 whatever. Turn the key on, clicked it. About the fourth gadugga dugga, it started. Yeah. And it started and it started fine because the gas that's in the gas tank, the, the 10 gallons of gas that's in this thing is boat gas. Right. Which has a shelf life of, as far as I can tell, 100 years. I just right. got. I um, found cans of gas up there at at, at Kanye. At Kanye, yeah. In old, you know, like, oh, look at this uh, galvanized gas can yep. from nineteen. <laughs> who the fuck knows? Right. <laughs> the house was last lived in nineteen eighty four, right? Right, right. So it's at but least I'm forty like, fucking I'm like, years. Well, let's yeah. know what this turpentine's right. like. Crack no. the lid. I'm it's, like, it smells like gas. That actually smells like gas. Yep. The old screwdriver dipped it. Yep. Lit Light it, up, it and like, it's boom. Oh, it burns. Blaze on. Wow. Yeah. Poured some in the garden. I'm like, I was just starting to work it through the right. garden tractor. You know, yep. as I mow, I'm like, I'll oh, just burn it up. 
But I'm like, damn, this shit will last 20. I shouldn't be burning it up. <laughs> it's like it's no, it's as stable as it can get. It's yeah. honestly, it is it's fermented, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's. I think it might even be a two-stroke. That's another thing I will say. Two-stroke mix lasts a long time. You never have a hard time with your your chainsaw coming up, no, or your weed whacker. All those like the two-stroke, like fuck using a stabilizer. Just put a little two-stroke in your shit. Yeah, it's not going to hurt your bike. Yeah. I've been running my four-stroke lawnmower on two-stroke, like. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm out of that can. I have some two-stroke. Yep. So That's I got fine. I got I got that fuel pump from Summit. Um the not a not a fuel pump for a car, but mm-hmm. a pump. Mm-hmm. It's like a little battery operated thing. It sucked 26 gallons out of my tank in five minutes. I, wow. I was putting gas and everything. I think I'm gonna need some time alone with that. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so, but yeah, that's what, so I, um, I, and then I got a couple of the race fuel cans cause they're cheap as shit. Yeah. And so that's what I'm, I'm going to get real gas. I'm going to suck out all the old gas of the bikes I haven't ridden a lot this year and put that in there and hopefully it'll work for next well, year. We, we talked about places to get some decent fuel. So yeah. yep. realgas.org, man. Yeah. And it, and just, you know, that Both is, are your friend. yeah, that's my tip. I mean, this week has been nothing but 25 people, 30 people calling me talking about winter storage. And like, how do I put my bike up for the winter? I'm like, yeah, watch a YouTube video. Uh, there's no shortage of people telling you exactly what to do to put the bikes up. Listen to podcasts. Right. Well, I was yeah. hoping. Listen to podcasts 12, 12 or 13. Uh, yeah. 57. Right. 62. Yeah. That's exactly well, I think it. Next, yeah. next week, I thought we sent the email that we're going to try to put together the top 10 uh, tips for I think we should. George. I think that's yeah. what we should do. And I think that we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there should be one fucking video why because i have this week has been a tough week for me right we could do that we could let why don't we set up a motor stories we'll do that as i think we should do it as the episode and then like you just make cards right and when people ask yep yeah yeah yeah, yeah, what's your email right yeah boom yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's do it the consummate the ultimate yeah the ultimate one hit 20 minute short attention span video for people get a million hit the definitive no, yeah, whatever you want to call it, the definitive, all, all you need to know, everything you needed to know for dummies. Unboxing <laughs> Paw Patrol Justin Bieber video. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, not safe for work. Yeah, that's it. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 yeah that, we'll do that. Yeah. Yes. Well, I like those. So those are your, you got some more GN 400. Well, you know, uh, it was a sore dick deal. So they, those uh, look like they've been ridden. Nope. Nope. Three miles. Yeah. Nope. Look at the two account. miles. They run them. They started them. We started them. They're stainless steel, so they're going to turn. They're going to continue getting. Oh, you got more, and now I want one. Really I got plenty. Right. I know. Yeah, they're stainless steel exhaust, but yeah, those are genuine G400Cs, and I got two of them. One for Hoffert and one for me. So those are. I think we have to have you get me one too. Not two into one. Yeah. Well, these are the yeah. Right. So that's what I'm. At. That's what I'm really after here. What would you like to know, John? Where did you get the two of the twos? I that's how they those come. Only came from. No, that's in, how they in come. Europe. Well, that's how these come. So when you buy a genuine G400C motorcycle, which is made by Shine Ray in China under light, under an agreement with Honda from ages ago, you're getting a single cylinder 400cc motorcycle yeah. that has a RVPC radial valve, four valves, four valve per, cylinder. per cylinder's head. Right, exactly. Right. Two exhaust valves, right? Yes. And uh, two exhaust ports. Two exhaust ports. Therefore, two and fuel injection valves. And two. I thought the American valves. ones were only getting were getting a two into one. No, no, no. Well, no, we're no that was just the one that he built. That was the one I built, the Scrambler. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, the uh, this is how they come, and uh, the fuel injected. You know, 
See, now it's sitting like there. It's got a little um, or, uh, catalytic, um, or, uh, It does. So um, they have those little bulges, right? So those little bulges down there, um, those are the catastrophic converters. Yes. It looks like they tried to tuck and it didn't quite work. Right, right. <laughs> and they're down, but the good news is they're down there where it's, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's not so bad. I've seen this a thousand times, but now I saw it this time and I want one. And I got ideas for it. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty hard to not like this motorcycle yeah. if you're just looking for a motorcycle that you're like, oh, you know, I just want a motorcycle that's affordable and fun and I can throw it around. And Do those have a squirter or a carburetor? Oh, no, they're squirters. You know, that, that is a fuel injected. And here's the thing that. I mean, I had a little bit of excitement over the uh, highness. The HNS yep. CB350 that yep. came out in India, wondering if it yep. would ever want to make it out uh-huh. here. But mm-hmm. you get everything that the bike is. And well, that's what with that. I mean, like, yeah. I'm thinking about maybe just moving my 350. Do you know what else this that. motorcycle has that should get people's attention? Tell me, Phil. An oil bag. Oh, okay. So it is a dry It's sump. a dry sump. Yeah. So this motorcycle, and that's, that's to a thing that for people that work on motorcycles, when you say I've got a 400 cc motorcycle and I've got one liter of oil running around trying to do all the work, okay, all right, cool. But when you tell me that you've got a 400 cc motorcycle and you've got three liters of oil, that motor's going to last a lot longer. And uh, so this design, when Honda designed this, you know, this 400 cc motor ages ago, back in the you know, the days of the old XR 400, right? It has always been a oil bag or dry sump motor. And that idea behind that is that your oil is not just a sludge pit. Your oil is not literally just the sewer where everything goes to die. Right there where all the heat of the engine is. Yes. It's separate from the engine. Exactly. So you cool off. It doesn't need to be, have an oil cooler. It's away from the engine where it can be cooled up. Every time, back to the engine. exactly. Every time that three quarts of oil takes a ride, it goes through a really, really decent cooling path as well. So these motors historically have been very, very hard to kill. Uh, and to be able to buy it at genuine, you know, you know, genuine scooter company doing their G400C thing, it's a really, really good engine. It's a really, I mean, we sold, a lot of them and we've had not a fucking problem with them so it's a good bike it's a good reliable bike and um right now talk to your local dealer it's that sore dick deal you really can't beat it well here somebody calling now for oh my god oh my lord green or red oh no i'm getting my i'm getting my uh my my shit together for a theater bazaar what color is hofford getting so hofford's taking the green and i'm taking the red and I have an extra green gas tank here from a previous deal. Sure. And yeah, so but yeah, I think I need a green one. Yeah, well, they come in green, they come in green, they come in red, and they come in black. From you, sleepy, you need black. A green, red, and black. Honda eyes that. Yep. I got plans. I got now that I saw it again, and I had some ideas about something I wanted to do. Yep. I got yep. plans now, but now I got to sell something or find some money. Well, the funny thing, you know, we, we did. Both, brother, we built the scrambler out of it, and it was totally cromulent. Like there was nothing wrong with when we did the scrambler version of that. It was fucking priceless it was perfect and the funny thing is the guy that we sold the scrambler to i think he's put 18 miles on it since we sold it to well done, well done. him which is like wow i'm really glad i really worked hard, so hard to build that motorcycle uh but again it's just the neighborhood bomb around on bike right yeah. the bike 
Like, like for the price, we joke all the time, for the price of a Chinese-built 150cc scooter, you can have that. Proper motorcycle. It's a legit motorcycle, and it's a lot of fun, and they're, they're cool. I've had... Great first bike. It is a great first bike. It's a great first bike. It's got plenty of tire, plenty of suspension, plenty of brakes. Um, it's fuel-injected. It's, it's fine. It's a good bike. I enjoy them. I really like riding them around. Um, I have no I problem with them. Oh yeah, dude! I I've bombed the shit out of those things on the highway, dude. That thing, if if the if the TNT one thirty five goes seventy, I had it up I know, to I, know, I had it up to hundred indicated ninety four GPS on a bike that wasn't broken in yet. Wow! So yeah, you know. <laughs> so on that, folks, let's all remember to ride fast and take chances.